Oh man, these levels are all over. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun, guys. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, we got. I'm good. We got new, the new mics in here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is it gonna sound like this in the record, like what we're hearing right now? Hopefully, yeah. it sounds great. Oh, good. It sounds fine. A lot of room tone, though. I'm, I'm really self conscious of my paper now. Don't worry. <laughs> I have some ideas. You're not the yes and. <laughs> That's fine. I have some ideas. <laughs> I thought of it when I was driving. Uh, up here. Stop no. listening to music and just did it in my car. Uh, I love it. Welcome to Climax, <laughs> the only action movie podcast Woo! by people who actually like action movies. I am Matt Loman. I'm Kyle McVeigh. I am Nick Damn Minigun Allen. Oh, he remembered! <laughs> That's I what No Days gate. Off. Wow. That's what No Days Off sounds like, mm-hmm. folks. Wow. Nick Allen, don't get ready. Nick Allen, stay ready. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Keeping up the dribble of the ball. The dribble ball. <laughs> Uh, yeah we are not shooters here on climax we are dribblers <laughs> and chest passers <laughs> but yes we have returned to you to quote the great 21st century poet chance the rapper and we back and we back and we back and we back and it feels good mm-hmm. feels real nice it feels right mm-hmm. now some of you might be asking yourself or perhaps bellowing at your listening devices yo where the fuck have you been well as regular listeners know, we are each of us maverick loose cannons yes. <laughs> that always get results. And this does draw the ire of our various police captains, commissioners, mayors, governors, so on and so forth. So far up our ass. Right up our ass. Wanting our badge, red tape. Wanting our badge, our guns, even the guns that aren't police guns. Like, we just, like, keep on our own. They wanted those two, which was Pop super not cool. So there was a move to oust us from the force. Corruption in the upper ranks. Mm-hmm. So to get to the bottom of it, we had to go to ground, fake our own deaths. <laughs> Nick went into the hills where he chopped down mighty trees and carried the logs out on his mightier shoulders. To sell grew his, a beard and fed a deer. Yeah, to sell his farm wood. <laughs> to sell his firewood at local farmer's markets. <laughs> it wasn't a rich life, but it was enough to keep his young daughter, Alyssa Milano, in pastel overalls and crisp white taekwondo geese. Unfortunately, not enough to stockpile the ingredients to regularly make a sandwich. I miss sandwich. Well, you know, something to work on the next time you have to fake your own death. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle was, of course, a guest at a Washington State rock-breaking prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was, that was, that it was not a good cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, generals and colonels hey, Kyle, and stuff over there. coming Wait. up to uh, ask you to come out of retirement. <laughs> I, I said no every time. I, I, I mean, ultimately, once you get into the work... It's pretty gratifying. You know, I've never seen someone tiny the rocks at such an elite level. And I I, I got Jack briefly. I've lost all of that muscle mass. They called him the Pebble Man. Can make you pebbles. Yeah, that was his cover. Kyle Pebbleman. We also saw him at the farmer's market. That only pebbles, pebbles here. Get your, get your pebbles. Do not make Come me on. carry these back. No, no, no. These Please. buckets are heavy. They are so heavy. These could be like pie crust beads or like... Whatever you're into. Uh, you got an aquarium? <laughs> you got an aquarium? No something? offense, you look like a fish guy. <laughs> you, you freak me out. Don't you know why Kyle a became man. a 70s wheeler and dealer. <laughs> it's part of the cover. Well, prison changed you. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> but you kept the same name, Kyle McVeigh. <laughs> Kyle McVeigh. That's a different McVeigh. Uh, it's uh, spelled different. 
It's fine. There's a K in there. Uh, and then I was in a seemingly abandoned warehouse in downtown Los Angeles where I was hung upside down and continuously drained of my blood for the Friday blood raids. Now, those were weekly, so I was in pretty high demand. I don't want to brag, but I, I got a lot of blood. Yeah. If there's a lot of blood, thing, lot of blood to give. Mad, like, yeah, that guy's got a lot of blood. Man, that guy is just full of blood. Man, that, Matt is just burst. thick with blood. But we got to the bottom of it. Thick. Corruption Jesus. uprooted. Our honor restored. Yeah. And so we return to you. Climax 2.0. Yeah. Everyone loves a sequel. And this is it. And the <laughs> sequels are always better. History is replete with examples. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Jaws. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes. Too Fast, Too Furious. Austin Powers. Act- Actually, Mighty I, Ducks. Actually, I think I've seen the second Austin Powers more than the other two. <laughs> now that I, now that I, full disclosure, I said it as a, a on a lark as a goof, yeah. as I am wont. I think I've seen the second one more than the other two. I believe you. Finally, we got the answer. <laughs> we have it on tape. Finally, we dug to Podcast the bottom of this. over. <laughs> and we'll see you in uh, three more years. All right. Oh. So, yes, we have returned. We're going to do things a little differently. Uh, we've decided it's a bad thing that we open every show with me reading IMDb to you for 40 minutes. Uh, it's not a strong start. It's so, so fun, It's interesting. Uh, we'll pepper it in. Yeah. We'll pepper it's it in. It's interesting. No, but. But, my, but that's the intro. That's over. The hard part's done. Yeah. Now it's all action. It's the sequel. Mm-hmm. It's the second one. Absolutely. And in that spirit, we're doing Terminator 2 colon judgment day mm-hmm. yes now you might be asking yourself wait did i miss when they did terminator one you did not no we're no, skipping we're it skipping right to this we're one. skipping it when we were when we were deciding on the comeback a lot of movies were in the mix absolutely i believe nick said what about terminator 2 and was basically decided yeah <laughs> yeah what pretty about much this one that we're just gonna do no we're absolutely we know we're gonna do yeah i mean you have to come back strong and i mean in the rewatch of this I mean, I, I, I'm sure it was all of us have. We've seen this movie like a million times. But like rewatching, you're like, fuck, this is iconic. It's like, so good. So many iconic moments. It's not fair that James Cameron <laughs> can make this, can make The Abyss, can make True Lies, and then is like, okay, I'm going to make Titanic, and I'm going to fuck off for 10 years. Yeah. I'm going to live at the bottom of the ocean. As you are wont to do. And uh, when I come back, uh, no more practical. No, yeah. never again. No uh, more computer cat people. And, um, and it sucks because I did <laughs> to get ready for this. I did rewatch Avatar. <laughs> I watched that over Christmas break. Is that still like pretty good? It's, it is. It it's is. Fine. It is at a technical level excellent. Yes. Like the action sequence at the end is great. You watch it and you're like, where the fuck has Cameron been all these years? Yes. Because the problem is, um, after he left us. And you had the Matrix, which were very well done, very well shot, and then but then you started getting into the Bourne sequels with the jumpy cutty stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like we were I was living in a desert, and then <laughs> Avatar came out, and the water wasn't quite perfect, yeah, but it was like oh I remember how good water was though, yeah, when you see his action sequences, when you see his sense of geography, mm-hmm. when you see his sense of flow, when you see his that he understands character revealed through action yeah like the movie doesn't stop the character development doesn't stop because there's an action sequence yeah it's it it furthers the story and um i miss him quite a bit yeah and you see too. that in t2 too 
Like, yeah, absolutely. So much notes about and it, that. And it is a bummer. Like it is like the fact that he no longer does like any practical effects is a bummer because this is like Stan Winston's all up in this, like and the practical effects are amazing. Like literally you watch this here like, are you sure this is nineteen ninety one? I mean, there's some <laughs> there's some stuff. Like the very first time you see uh the the bullet holes close, mm-hmm. <coughs> you're like, That's that's yeah. early nineties CG. Yeah. But that's yeah. like like you're like oh that's like 95 CG not yeah. 91 CG yeah and then there are parts where it's an actual practical application of the silver bullet holes and they like m- magnetic or pin it to with to Robert Patrick's shirt and you're like why can't we just do this yeah like we have 3D printers there's no more excuse that's <laughs> <laughs> true like for producers there's two of them in this room right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For producers who are skittish and like, well, we got to use the best technology, or they understand how making movies works, a computer's still involved. Yeah, it's fine. Like, we'll just tell you a computer did it, and then you can feel smart. You know, we don't. It's not like a. It's not like a trick. Um, but let's get into it. Terminator Two is a 1991 sequel to 1984's Terminator. It made uh, its budget was 102 million. At the yeah. time, the most expensive film ever made. The first Terminator's budget was $6 million. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, this one made $517 million in 1991 dollars. My God. And uh, the original Terminator made 78.3. It was the oh, highest grossing film of 91. The highest grossing R-rated movie until The Matrix Reloaded surpassed it in 2003 with 739. And then The Joker made like a billion somehow. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Uh, won Oscars for sound editing, sound mixing, best makeup, and visual effects. Written in... And co uh, directed and co written by James Cameron, co writer William Wisher, Adam Greenberg on cinematography. All right, right. let's get into. So, why are you? We got into it a little bit before the the ramble. Yeah, what was it about this movie where that just made it just click? Where it's like we got to do Terminator too. Um, he says I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> In my it. dumb mind, that's how. <laughs> got hasta la vista. Yeah, I, I mean, like for me, no. genuinely, like. I think of this, there's so many moments that I think of in this movie that are like iconic action moment. The truck going over into the yeah. LA river, like the, the thumbs up into the, into the, like the molten iron, like the hallway where he takes out a shotgun and steps on roses. Yes. Like, like there's so many things in my mind that are like completely locked in and that like this movie does. Uh, like I, I don't know if that's a good reason, but like it, it, it's just like so iconic for me. I think like basically it's the Roman Catholic confirmation of action movies. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all you, saw it way before we should have. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But it made us men. Yeah, it yeah. made us official act- fans of action. <laughs> I don't know. It no, but kind of true. I mean, like I, this is like, it, it was also like one of the first modern like big big tentpole action movies where they're throwing like millions upon millions of dollars at it like mm-hmm. it kind of ushered in a new era of what it meant to be like a tentpole franchise even though it never i mean yeah. i guess it technically became a franchise well but we don't talk well about arcade that. arcade games and video games yeah that too yeah. yeah this was back in the 90s when r-rated movies got action figure lines for children <laughs> love it i had terminator toys i had aliens yeah. toys i had oh, robocop yeah. toys Absolutely. i had rambo toys i had that weird terminator one where you can put his skin on him oh, yeah. <laughs> that was gross and it was basically just so you could stab and take skin off of him at any time it's like that's macabre. <laughs> finally, <laughs> yeah, finally, I could de-skin something. What What are the kids really gonna 
identify with this movie. I mean, John Connor's got a dirt bike. That's pretty cool. Those are awesome. <laughs> um, uh, what about the skin coming off? <laughs> what, about, what about that moment? Kids really yeah. like to play with that. Yeah, 100% into that. <laughs> I mean, my kids got really excited by the skin pulling off. And, like, we didn't talk about therapy back then. No one was like, your kids need to talk to a doctor and we'll just no. make one where his arm's a rocket launcher. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, either you could, you know, skin little animals or... Or skin your skin, toy. Skin one or toy. the other. Either yeah, but way. what if this is a gateway drug to animal skinning? I, oh. You know, it's a chance you take. I mean, is it? It's not. Again, is it what not you, a chance you I mean, what are you going to do? It's the early 90s. You're not taking your kid to therapy. <laughs> it just isn't happening. You just give him something else and you hope for the best. Give him some high C. Tell him to rub some dirt on it. Give him something that's okay to skin and then just pray. Put your weird little energy into this. <laughs> yeah, here you go, you freak. <laughs> Why don't you journal a little? Um, so not too much. Live journal comes out five years later. <laughs> so there's a YouTube channel called Lessons from the Screenplay. They do video essays, and he does one about how Cameron approaches sequels with yeah. Aliens and Terminator 2. Yes. And it talks about uh, the difference between premise, what your movie is about, mm-hmm. and design, how you tell the story. And the essay points out that the premise for both Terminators is the same. Aided by a time-traveling protector, ordinary humans must escape from a deadly machine sent back in time to kill them. Yeah. The design, however, in the first one was a chase movie and a love story, and this is a chase movie and a movie about a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know when's the last time you guys watched the first one. But, Not too long ago. Yeah. But it's how much Cameron borrows from and sort of twists or turns up the story beats and, and things like that from the first yeah. one for this one. And it's so, it's almost like the familiarity helps because it's like, okay, I kind of know what's happening. I know where this is going. Yeah. But you also... It's also twisted because now the big guy is the weaker one and, yep. the, and the little mm-hmm. sleek guy is the, the more dangerous yeah. one and things like that. And um, I think that's what it is, is Cameron has a lot of technical mastery. He's an excellent director, objectively. Yeah. He always, and a great writer. He always pushes the technology, mm-hmm. of course, but he always has that u- human element first. Sure, yeah. And, uh, you know, we understand and feel what John and Sarah are feeling. Helplessness against the world, being misunderstood, relief in finding protection or a kindred spirit. And then the liquid metal robot and the time-traveling mm-hmm. paradox is, is really more window dressing Yeah. for what these characters need to become to, you know, be good enough for each other. John yeah. and Sarah have to grow. And um, I think that's what something the later Terminator movies were missing is that the heart of this is mm-hmm. Sarah, uh, not John. Super weird it's... that they went that route. That that was a thing that it was in my notes of like the the best thing about this movie is where everyone is at the beginning of it, like mm-hmm. where Sarah Connor is. Like you and like honestly, like if if I had seen this, if I was a grown ass person and I saw this sequel. I would be shocked that she was in a psych ward. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just not how you treat your hero. Yeah. But, like, logically, and in terms of, like, the most amount of drama, that's brilliant. Yeah, and And after everything she went through, it it almost feels unfair. Absolutely. But, but like, yeah, like, of course no one's going to believe you. Of course you were on the run. Of course your son hates you for all of this like Mm -hmm. it's just a really loves you yeah and it so it doesn't feel like manufactured drama it feels like a very realistic place for those characters to be albeit unexpected Mm -hmm. and like from there it it just has that inherent family drama in it and john's so thirsty for a father figure so thirsty but like he needs like you know he's searching for he just like dumps emotional information onto the terminator (laughs) 
Well, as it turns out, the Terminators aren't programmed to judge. Yeah. 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 They're the perfect father figure. <laughs> Whereas Todd's an asshole. Oh, fuck Todd. We gotta, I got I got some thoughts on Todd and Jeanette. Oh, yeah. Todd gets destroyed. Todd gets okayed boomer. <laughs> okay boomers in this movie. Constantly. Constantly. I think at least twice. Todd. <laughs> that is dripping with hatred. Uh, so. Uh. But any other thoughts before you jump into the meat of it? Let's get into it. Let's yeah. do the damn thing. Uh, before we get started, I just want to say my notes, like the Connor, Connor family, came down really hard on CG. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the themes in the movie. I sided with humanity against the computers. Yeah. So mm. when I keep bringing up, look how they did this practically. Yeah. I, I, I know. I know I say it way too much. Let's just, let's just get that out of the way early. That's fine. That's okay. I like that. All right. We open with a strong one-two punch. The future mm-hmm. war. Los Angeles traffic yeah. transitions to the apocalypse in 2029. Three billion human lives ended on August 29th, 1997. We did it. Yeah. We dodged Finally. that bullet. <laughs> yeah, we did it. We dodged that bullet. This time. Wasn't there one of the sequels, like, they're like, no, you didn't stop it. You just delayed it. Yeah. I think and that's so like all of them, isn't it? Yeah. yeah like, and then the newest one is just, uh, it's a different company. It's not Sky. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Next guy. I mean, here's the whole thing, though. We got nine years for this to happen, so like we're we're not completely out of the clear yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm I'm mostly just gonna start working out. Yeah, I, I think we need <laughs> to fight the robots. We need to get real buff and start stockpiling. Uh, uh, we're gonna send you back in the '90s. Okay, I'm gonna go to um, all. I'm gonna get McRib, <laughs> <laughs> the McPizza, the Pizza Hut. I'm gonna go back to all like the nostalgia food. I mean, everything still exists, but Nick, it still tastes better. Nick, will you please save humanity and John Connor? <laughs> okay, hold on. I gotta hit up the orange Julius. We still have those. <laughs> no, 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 chill, chill. But but the <laughs> the chicken parm BK chicken sandwich is here. All right, let's do it. Damn. I'm gonna use the time travel technology. To go down to back to 2014 when McDonald's was still doing the Mighty Wings. Ah. <laughs> uh. They were good, oh, folks. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. Uh, so we go and we see a glimpse of the future war. Number one sign you're not g- doing great is the ground is mostly skulls. Oh, it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible sight. Yeah. It's never like, oh, how are we doing in the future war? The ground is skulls. We are we are losing the ground war. <laughs> Clearly. It's, like, it's not great. Because the ground is skulls. I, <laughs> what I like about this is this is like, he does give you the one thing you wanted from the first movie. Yeah. You're like, I want to see the future. And he immediately is like, "Here it is." Well, I mean, you see it's it fucked like, up. Oh, no. You see it a little bit yes, in the like, in, in the first little one. bit. Well, then they bring in Franco <clears throat> Colombo, uh, Arnold's lifting partner, <laughs> to play the future Terminator that infiltrates that place and shoots the dogs. I about that. Um, but it's like it's like okay, here's the present day. Wow, this sure sucks. Look at all this traffic. <laughs> here's how bad it's gonna get, <laughs> and it's immediately skulls. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of these props were salvaged from the Universal Studios Hollywood fire of 1989 when a disgruntled security guard torched the back lot. <laughs> cool. Cool move. I want to see that movie. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, when we were there, uh, nothing went down like that. No, no, we were very happy. We, we were uh, thrilled to be there. We, well, we, you, I'm sure you guys were nice to all the guards. We rented, yeah, I'd like to think we were a deterrent. <laughs> We were we were more an enhanced police force. Yes, we were uh, a band of vigilantes. I mean, listen, the term "secret police" <laughs> uh, it's got it has such a bad reputation. I'd like to think we took it back. A yeah, little bit. yeah, we owned it for sure. We're taking back secret police. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. We took it. <laughs> Shut up! Oh no, <laughs> we're back. We saved it. We're we we're, we're, we're it's we're, cool we're, again. We took it. Uh, uh, also, part of this opening is just 
God, that how iconic is that music? Oh, I know. That score, man. This theme song slaps. Yeah. And it should play at more sporting <laughs> events. I, I like to get pumped up. I have sung that song to myself multiple times. Laser tag it. every time. Paintball every time. Halo tournament every time. <laughs> whenever whenever It's on the Halo mix. Whenever I listen to it, uh I always forget that it's more and not as much I know I just think it's it doesn't start off at the chun but like at the end when it's really building the jung 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 yeah it gets intense like LeBron should walk out to that absolutely oh god yeah like the rest of the Lakers can come out to whatever they want and then it's like and your team captain number and he comes out he does the chalk yeah steps on a skull yes I think a lot about what my entrance music for any given moment would be and like I, I, I wave actually it's basically just dance at Kaduro, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I do think that this is like when you start to think about it, it's this song. It Chris, should be this for everything. Mm-hmm. Like like John Jones or Chris Cyborg should walk out to this yes. yeah. Every UFC fighter should f- should like act all walk out to this song. They should be <laughs> fighting over who gets to use it. They yeah. should yeah, they should definitely replace anything, but maybe this with the UFC theme song. Mm-hmm. Face the pain. <laughs> now not enough movies have opening credits over burning playgrounds. Yeah. No. Yeah. It really sets the sets the stage there, doesn't it? It's so beautiful. It's hauntingly a, beautiful. It could be lame, but it's such a metal opening. <laughs> I know. It's not too long. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. when you get the credit sequence at the beginning of a movie, you're like, this is like three minutes too long. Well, Whereas I'm this, over this movie. so artsy. Well, it's like when you watch like some uh, like D level movie. It's yeah. like, oh, it's MST3K this. Yeah. And the credits are like a skull with a flaming background behind it. And you're like, this is so lame. And you forgot <laughs> that they're actually trying to copy the best. <laughs> yeah, this is true. The difference yeah. is James Cameron earned it. Yeah. He's telling a story. The credits he, tell a story. He earned the right. Yeah. This was among the first R rated movies I ever saw, perhaps the second. I was like nine and playing with the kids across the street. And then mm-hmm. one of their dads was like, hey, who here wants their life changed forever? <laughs> cool. <laughs> and uh, this was a bona fide cool dad because they had the big screen and then he had a smaller TV that he could play Nintendo on. Son of a bitch. Smoked in his house. The mm-hmm. I mean, shout out to Mr. Wickheiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, uh, I, you know, they don't play R-rated movie trailers before children's movies. No. <laughs> so, you know, I knew about the popular culture. I knew about Hasta La Vista. I knew about I'll Be Back. I knew he was a bad guy in the first one. Yeah. I didn't know that he was the good guy in this. And when you watch it and you don't know, ah. that it's definitely set up where it's like, yeah. you know, Robert Patrick isn't explicitly the good guy, Except, but, ne- but neither was yeah. Kyle Reese in the first no. one. Yeah. So it, but, it, that's what it borrows from the first yeah. one, like you were saying. And it never spells out that Arnold's the good guy. It, it, it leaves you to assume Arnold's yeah. the bad guy. And then um, I'd never seen the trailers until getting ready for this podcast. And I watched the ones on the DVD. Yeah. They can't wait to tell you Arnold's the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> They do one where it shows the endoskeletons like being built on an assembly yeah. line, and then yeah. it goes into like a, a closet, oh, like yeah, gets pushed against it. Cool. It comes yeah. out, and it's Arnold, and he's naked, yeah. and it's like he'll be back. And then after that, it's like now he's a good guy. <laughs> like the voiceover narrator <laughs> that, can't wait to tell you. That's such a bummer because I thought the same thing. I, I wrote, to, I'm like, oh, classic misdirect here. Like you wouldn't because it it's literally Arnold. The first of all, the effect too of like the sphere where it's like cut out part of the truck and stuff is awesome great effect but like and the cement is still like red hot yeah underneath so they're it like but hot. they're definitely like playing with like you think he's still the bad guy like if you didn't know that it would work it yeah, works in the script because when the cop shows up way. when the cop shows up it yeah. looks like he gets punched in the gut 
Yeah, exactly. It just looks like he gets like... And Robert Patrick knocks him out and takes his clothes. The only thing that doesn't work in this is that Robert Patrick looks so evil. Sinister. (laughs) Like, it's the only thing it would actually... It's an effective misdirect until you see Robert Patrick's face. And you're like, oh. And you're like, oh, fuck. He looks like... That's pure evil. Like a light younger elf uh like uh willem dafoe in like a weird way <laughs> actually he's very hawkish oh. actually now that you mention it he would have made an excellent legolas's dad i was gonna a say a lo- he would awesome. make an excellent yeah. loki i mean he's that too he's he's aged into uh old west sheriff yes uh, which is great but when when he when when everything when he was keeping everything tight Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you definitely look like a like an evil elf. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Paint him blue, make him a drow. Oh. Uh, so uh, we meet we meet T one T eight hundred at the Coral Bar in Lakeview Terrace. Don't know if it's still there. Would love oh yeah, to go. all this is like down the street in Reseda. Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, shit. Yeah, we should go. Uh, I love. I I got most of the locations. Uh, I love the way this movie looks. The lighting, the blue tint over the night stuff. It's yeah. really cool in the literal sense. Um, and I do appreciate in this one when Arnold sizes up the dude to take yeah. his clothes, mm-hmm. it's not Bill Paxton. No. So it's a little more believable that they're the same size. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk into this leather daddy bar. Yeah. It, he also, this guy really gets fucked up. I, yeah, I just want to, uh, a shout out to Robert Winley for great burns, burnt hands acting. Yes. <laughs> oh, and he I mean, thrown on that stove. Genuinely. Like, oh, <laughs> And he just he he literally throws himself off of it. It's, yeah. It 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 looked like he was just about to have the worst day. Yeah, yeah, I believed it. I felt it. Uh, Mook Genius Grant to the pool cue biker who oh, wisely yeah. left with the babes <laughs> and his he body did. intact. Oh yeah, yes he did. And the second pool stick guy like just drops it. Yeah, yeah. Like you've seen how you've seen the first guy do use it. No effect. Yeah. What makes you think the second? Oh, and let's work? not forget, uh, you up the ante to immediate stabbing. <laughs> yeah, you immediately upped it to no effect. No. And that guy did the math. <laughs> yeah. And said, oh. "I think I'm going to leave here with my arms and legs still working." <laughs> grabs the babes and gets out of there. Yeah. Also, that stab is devastating. It looks good. It look it like there's like some real like. It's a, it's a pushback, like heaviness when he stabs him. I'm like, oh, pegging oh. him to the uh, yeah, no billiards shit. table. Oh, I was talking about the Arnold stab. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That one looked good. The the one where they're, are they implying that he stabbed through him and stuck him to the pool table? Oh, I didn't think that. Oh, absolutely. I didn't think I did. that. Oh, did you? Well, it's because yeah. he doesn't move. He just lays there's like, help me. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be my move no matter what. I'd just be like, <laughs> ah, don't move. Don't, <laughs> don't attract any just, more of his attention. Yeah, just don't antagonize him. <laughs> <laughs> we had no chance. <laughs> I I wonder. I do have a question. Do you think it's programmed into the T eight hundred to be to go for that look, like the leather biker look? <laughs> because he clearly has a proclivity for that look. I have to think. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Google search. <laughs> like, Google search. Nineties. Is it an intimidation bad guy look. thing in it? I think they just understand that someone of Arnold's stature yes. is going to look like if you dress him up like a milkman or a UPS guy. <laughs> like if you see a giant biker, you're like, don't look at that fucking giant biker. Yeah, yeah he's going to fuck true. us up. Yeah. If, if you look at a UPS guy, you're like, are you the biggest UPS guy? You're in the, world? In the wrong profession, bud. <laughs> Do you even need the truck? <laughs> Should you just run this stuff around? What could Brown do for you? Are you just the most buff Baskin Robbins guy I've ever seen? <laughs> I I mean, I would like to see that version because well, 
it's worth noting that you know he goes in there and he picks like the leather bar. Yes. Uh, uh, denim and leather not really known for stretching. No. So he's really got to hit a home run that first time. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get it. Or the police are looking for the naked buff guy just <laughs> fighting at leather bars. Like I think, uh, I think they did a good job of like. The guy was big enough and the clothes looked loose enough yeah. to where they would fit, maybe. I don't know if you could get a pair of jeans on a normal human that would fit Arnold. How tall is Arnold? I feel like Arnold? he would just, like, his thighs would just pop. Just, I don't is know. he just, like, 6'1"? Uh, I just don't, like... it, it, it's, it's hard to tell because you know they're lying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's probably like everyone else. He's probably, like, 5'8". Well, it's like whatever, <laughs> what, devastated whatever, age, whatever height they put, you just subtract two or three. Just listeners, do that in your head. Anytime yeah. you, uh, Google says Arnold is six two. Okay, so he's probably five ten. Yeah, so he's probably yeah, yeah. That that makes sense. I could see that. Just just do that math in your head, guys. <laughs> what do they? What do you think they say? Tom Cruise is. I'm not gonna look it up. He, we the, could do this all day. They say he's five eight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe. Well, heard, he seems he's like not. yeah. He I think he's like five five something like that. Yeah, he's, he's like very tiny. Yeah, he's like us. Yeah, <laughs> he's like me and Nick. Very tiny. Bad to the bone plays. As mm-hmm. he walks out. Such a good needle oh. drop. Okay, that's that was my question. Does this work for you? Because by the time I saw it, like Al Bundy was walking out to bad to the bone at the end, <laughs> like in his poke high school jersey on, on TV. Fair. Like yeah. lots of sitcoms, lots of like hot shots part duh type yeah. movies. Is it still badass? What do you think it worked in the moment in the theater? And does it work for you now? I bet it worked in the theater yeah, at the absolutely. time. It works for me now because I guess I was doing the mental math to be like, this is probably this was first. probably very cool. Okay, mm-hmm. like in my mind, it, it's still. But yes, I mean, it is on a razor's edge of like <laughs> almost self-parody. Well, I mean, it's like uh, uh, it's like Snoop uh, with the uh, Izzo or whatever. Yeah, uh, for Shizzle or whatever, and it's like it had ten minutes. Yeah, where Snoop Dogg could enjoy it. And then, and then, like Ellen was saying it, yeah. And I done. wonder, I wonder how long Bad to the Bone had before everyone was like, "Oh my God, let's, yeah, let's, 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 let's play with that. Let's, yeah, let's put this in the sitcom. Let's put this almost. Oh, Uncle Jesse should walk out to this. Yeah, like, no, you're right. It's a uh, yeah. I was doing the math in my mind that I was like, okay, this was probably appropriate for the time. And then I want to give a second uh, Mook Genius Grant candidate to the bar owner. Uh, shout out to Peter Strom for surrendering the Winchester 1887 and the mm-hmm. sunglasses. The bravest, dumbest man alive. I the bravest, smartest this. man. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, because like, yeah, good thing he didn't see it through. I just want to see him going back in. Hey, what happened, Jerry? Did you get his bike back? Where's what? your shotgun? <laughs> Once again, <laughs> where's why your cool that, sunglasses you know? your dad gave you before he died? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Jerry's definitely going to stop him from taking Jed's bike. Shut up. You all got stabbed and stuff. Leave me yeah, alone. whatever. You guys got stabbed. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, he was hiding in the back looking for his shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Finally found it after all the carnage. Uh, just, uh, I just want to shout out the Winchester 1887, used by Burt Lancaster from the Professionals, and Mr. Treacher and Hot Fuzz. There you mm. go. You know it was not an accident in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> no, that seems very intentional. Edgar Wright does his <laughs> homework. Then we go to the 6th Street Bridge. R.I.P. Sadly demolished. Yeah. Uh, where we meet the T-1000. Uh, and like we said, they do a pretty good job until you take a look at the expression on Robert Patrick's <laughs> face. Yes. Where he looks like someone who is, my brain is a computer and I'm here to kill a child. <laughs> yeah. like, that is his expression this entire movie. He's, if anything, maybe he could have softened it up a little bit for this one scene. Uh, 
he but, was caressing the computer in the cop car. He soon. was kind of like, yeah. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah, it's like the scene. My, in, you're uh, looking good. Mm. It's like in Ghostbusters when uh, Rick Moranis walks up to the horse at the yeah. cart. He's like, soon the tides will turn. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's that was the vibe I got from him using the police computer. <laughs> the same uh i didn't notice this until literally this time and i've seen this movie more than 20 times easily yes. uh is that it's supposed to take place in 1995 what it says that john is 10 years old and his date of birth is 2 85 oh because the, the first movie takes place in 84 yeah mm-hmm. john would have been born nine months after yeah Kyle Reese, and then he would have been 10 which is what they say in this movie oh. so i never realized this movie takes place in 95 oh, not yeah uh weird That's yeah. math for you hold on is John supposed to be 10? Yes. Uh, what? Edward, Edward Furlong in this movie is 14, playing 10. Okay, okay, I did not get 10 from him. No. That is a weird vibe to me. I, he definitely has felt a firm, like, 13 teenager. Yeah. They like wrote 14. him as, like, teenager. He's, uh... Bud Nick's in this, looking very teenagery. I, I, I... Even when I was a kid. Yeah. If you weren't a baby... And you weren't driving a car. Yeah. You were just some amorphous age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. And that's where I still run. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but I didn't realize that this movie's supposed to take place in... in... Wow. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. But I guess the math is like, if yeah. you think about it for a second... Well, because yeah. otherwise he is uh, seven. Yeah, which is just <laughs> a little too young. Well, not now. By these movie standards, by like modern movie standards, it'd be like, seven's perfect. Yeah. We're doing it. <laughs> This yeah. is great. Or, or yeah, he's 14. He'll be played by a 19-year-old. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which I think is what messes me up trying to figure out children's ages. Because I'm like, oh, let's see. I saw a movie. This kid was 11. And you look it up. It's like, oh, he was 16 when he played that. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Huh. Oh, Just all these like little baby. All these high schoolers are uh, late 20s. Got it. Yeah. Less of that now. But <laughs> yes. back in the day, all the time. Okay, so <laughs> speaking of, we meet John Connor. He's such a little shit. He's, He's an absolute such an asshole face. to his foster And it's so hard to walk back what a little prick he is. Yeah. They do it. They do, eventually. They, James Cameron dares the performances <laughs> yeah. to redeem this child. In his defense, his stepmom does suck, and his stepdad, <laughs> Todd, sucks. does suck even more. How does his mom yeah, suck? Yeah, how does the foster like, mom Her, suck? like, intro is just like, I, we're, fuck I, this kid. We're not He's supposed to be on her side, but she like, basically says, I'm gonna get... Okay, but she comes in and basically is like, we're going to give him back. <laughs> like, pretty much, that's what she says. Did they you don't that? fucking say that. <laughs> I just don't think Vasquez from Aliens would do that. I, I don't think <laughs> she would, but that's what they are insinuating. Uh, I like when Todd walks out there, says one thing, and John rides away. He takes a drag and is like, I don't want to fucking come out here anyway either. <laughs> Todd, Todd didn't want this. Todd. Like, you know he went back inside, sat down. He's probably watched like a Chuck Norris movie. Yeah. And he's like, I tried. Todd is definitely the type of dad that's just like, I work. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just want to sit here in my tucked in Ragland t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. I went to work. We're done. <laughs> Babe, TV movie. Come on. <laughs> Babe, beer, TV. We're done. You think he's gonna you think he's gonna clean his room now? Come on. Let's... Get the ragu out. <laughs> Let's eat. Yeah. How how much he didn't want to be out there. No, no. <laughs> how interest. much he barely disciplines that child. <laughs> how did you guys 
react if you're at your friend's house and he's being a complete dick to his parents oh i would be so embarrassed <laughs> so uncomfortable it was so uncomfortable i had a, a very rich friend back when i was a kid <laughs> who literally lived in like a mansion he would just like constantly do shit that like we were told specifically not to do and i hated it <laughs> it's an awful feeling well i'm sitting there and i'm like when is the beating gonna happen like it's you know it's like churchill's the anticipation of the explosions yeah. where the explosion i'm sitting there i'm just like waiting for him to finally cross the line yeah that his parents whoop his ass and it never <laughs> came no just like yeah like i said todd's over it man he doesn't have the time for this <laughs> fuck it oh todd r.i.p yeah r.i.p you probably should have gotten a slightly worse death <laughs> i thought it was pretty good in terms of like that's like the first death in the film i, I mean what he that deserves. i'm like oh they really went for the gore on this one they didn't pull back from the gore i mean it's in the reveal was well, so yes. solid shocking yeah genuinely uh okay so then we meet sarah uh this is me getting ready in the morning just push-ups <laughs> yeah. and pull-ups and just you flipped over your bed so yeah. you can get buff because i need that room mm-hmm. yeah uh, Dr. Silberman's walk and talk is a really great way to get people back up to speed. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Because like, it makes sense, and it kind of gives us a layout of the hospital. Yeah. We kind of see there's guards, and then there's mm-hmm. orderlies, there's bars on the windows. You get the, the implication that one of them is a pervert, because you can't have a woman in a in a hospital setting yes. without there being a pervert. Yeah, you can't have a vulnerable woman without some guy being like, well, I should perv. Yeah. I should yeah. It would, it'd be weird if I didn't perv. Yeah, come on. <clears throat> they expect that. Um. But, you know, you, you establish a lot of the setting for this, which is going to be pretty important. The Doctor's shitty, too. Oh, my God. What He's a piece of shit. such a fuck face. But, I mean, and it's like the way they, when she's in there working out and, like, each one of the residents kind of leans in and, like, looks through the window. Like, yeah, that like, playfulness. How alien it is, how mm-hmm. alienating it is, how distant she feels from, like, yeah. regular society. And it does a ton of legwork while making the exposition interesting. Yeah. I mean, this is the way that you're supposed to do exposition. I mean, I like the shot where he's reading your rap sheet and then it cuts to inside and you see his mouth moving through the window, but you can't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great cut because you get the punchline. Sarah's life has been awful. And it speaks to what Kyle, what you said earlier about this shouldn't have happened to her. No. You know, and it's like the way they treat her. It's Sarah Connor was the original version of, why are you booing me? I'm right. Yeah. Like, I saved you. Yeah. Like, everyone's welcome. Like, why yeah. am I being treated like this? And as the audience, you're like, listen to her. There's a yeah. killer robot. It's really frustrating. Because, like, yeah, the end of... You want the happy ending. Mm-hmm. Especially at the end of the movie where, like, at the, of the first movie where she's, like, a pretty normal, innocent, just lizard-owning girl. You know? She and owns then, a and, fucking lizard in that movie. And then, and then what she has to become... Because we need her to become that. Because, like, the world is not ready to be saved because we fucking suck. Michael Bind. Let it burn. Did yeah. not, Michael Bind did not die for this. Well, that's the interesting thing. And that, it, Nick, you pretty have a good point. I think that's the best thing about her character is, like, no matter what, yeah. she's still, I mean, she's mostly motivated because she wants to save her son. It's very personal for her. But she is also not, never like, fuck the world, let it burn. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. later on, she, she goes could. to find Dyson. When really, if she if she wanted the world to be fucked, they would have just gone into hiding, you know? Well, it, it, the the arc that we're kind of dancing around culminates when she chooses not to shoot Dyson. Yeah. But you see where she, you know, when you fight somebody, when you when you, when you you go to war with, with a people or a place or whatever, 
you begin to take on aspects of your enemy. Sure. And she becomes very binary, very machine-like. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, what are these lives compared to the three billion on Judgment Day? Yeah. It doesn't matter what I do to this person because yeah. what's coming is even worse. And if I can prevent it, then this is all justified. Isn't that worth yeah. it? And it's very machine-like. It's very binary. It's a one or it's a zero. And she has to grow beyond that. That's and, so weird. I didn't really think about that. That's a great point. It, her and Arnold start in very similar places mm-hmm. in this movie and evolve in kind of similar ways. Yeah. In and, terms of she rediscovers mm-hmm. her humanity. And and I kind of have the transition for Arnold, and, and we'll get to it, but I'll say it is before Sarah's. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. absolutely before Sarah's. <laughs> I'll say, so Jeanette and Todd are fucking snitches. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I love how they barely question the cops. Like, that's some yeah. white privilege. I, I mean, absolutely. But even I feel like back in the day, wouldn't your pa- I feel like my parents wouldn't just be like, what the fuck? Like, there'd be, like, more questions. Should we go with you? Yeah. Should we be out there, like, calling people? What like, about the big guy? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's that John Mulaney bit about... I grew up before kids were special <laughs> yeah, and like true. any adult could come up to my parents and they would immediately take the adult side. Like your kid bit my dick. <laughs> and my mom would be like, John Edwin Edmund Mullaney. Why did you buy this nice man's piece? It's like, does no one ask why, what I was doing down there? <laughs> this is true. That's uh, a good point. Like they were just like, they're like, Oh, of course, our piece of shit Foster, Foster son did this. Yeah. Fucking hell! Here's a picture. Here's a <laughs> list of go. his fears <laughs> on the back of the photo. And if you have to take him down, he can't really dodge right. So no. try to draw him into the gunfire. <laughs> like he's got to trick if, me. We know take he's out 10. the friend too. That that would be great. Poor Budnick. Yeah. Oh, poor Budnick. Uh, so John and Budnick steal cash. Yes. Could you imagine what a ten-year-old you could do with mm. a dirt bike? unlimited cash on a Wednesday in the summer. Honestly, the fact that he is like, I've had that exact thought. I was like, why are you ever home? I'd be dead. (laughs) Why are you alive right now? This is crazy. I I would buy everybody a dirt bike and then I would have a gang and then we would die (laughs) jumping stuff. (laughs) Yeah. All the water parks. Oh, all the water parks. We, we, piss in all the water parks <laughs> i mean i don't know if it's possible to od on gandhi but we'd find out we'd try real hard like blasting I just, guns lot of, and roses on a lot of fucking box. nerds ropes i think that's the difference is my soundtrack at 10 would have been not as cool as guns and roses <laughs> no. crank up some mess yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, fuck mess is still four years away oh, for 10 yeah. year old matt <laughs> this is like this is like tag teams whoop there it is oh, oh, hey God, guys yeah. so you want to crank Absolutely. up some cranberries right now <laughs> let's do it all right here's tag team and uh the theme song from friends all right let's crank linger let's go <laughs> <laughs> Well, my older cousin gave us uh, the Romeo plus Juliet soundtrack. (laughs) Guys, you know what I'm into right now? Blind Melon. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's get fucked up. Yeah, they've only got really one good song on here, but uh, I think they'll really find themselves on their second album. Yeah, their sophomore effort I'm looking forward to, for sure. Uh, I also like when John tells Budnick his mom, quote, tried to blow up a computer factory. She got shot and arrested. She's a total loser. Yeah. The look on Budnick's face says he thinks otherwise. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you definitely can tell that. John's like, yeah, she like hung out with like special forces and like taught me how to load guns and build bombs. She's a loser. And Budnick's like, <laughs> total loser. What? what? I needed to hear this earlier. <laughs> yeah. Why are we not just blowing shit yeah, up why all are the we, time? Why, why don't we have all the money and why aren't we building bombs? This Jesus. movie definitely influenced me to get like all the like little palm devices 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So you, you could like, I thought I could hack stuff, but no, really, it's just like spell check the story. <laughs> Oh man! You so can make bad. a word document on this, but worse. <laughs> but anyway, I got spell check on my bike, <laughs> not my dirt bike, my bike bike, my bike bike. All right, so then we go to uh, we're reviewing Sarah's last session. Fantastic Hamil- acting from Hamilton with the cigarette. Where yeah. She's like, oh, is that me? I hardly recognize her. Like, <laughs> oh, this is surprising to me as well. Mm. Like, she tells, oh my god, she tries so crazy. hard to sell it. This was such a great character moment. Like. I feel like a lot of, like, if this was made today, they'd be, like, jumping around too much. Oh, we have to go here. Oh, we have to show this. But you just sit in this session, and you get so much great character work. You get the doctor being a dick. She's acting her balls off in this background tape. Nick, I would just like to thank you for bringing up this is not how they would have done it today. Yeah. Because <laughs> 90% of my notes start like that. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So I'm happy I'm not the only one beating that drum. Yeah. Because I think a lesser director, a director who doesn't understand the purpose of the scene, mm-hmm. would have either started media res in the dream and then yeah. coming out of it. Yeah. Or in the room for that session and then pulling out to reveal it's a video and she's watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think immediately setting it off and immediately showing Sarah watching herself. Yeah. And just staying with her. I don't care what the guards think. Yeah. You know, the when we go through the two-way mirror, it's, it's a, again, to show her lack of privacy, her lack of yeah. control over her life. It's not, we're not checking in with these people because we don't give a fuck about these people. It just, like, drives Sarah. home you understand her anger at the yeah. situation. It's, yeah, it's great because that's the core of the scene. It's her, we see her, we see how she's been, and then we see her trying to, like, sell this 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 cover yeah right and i now. think i think i'm if, much better now yeah and i think if you're in the room with her like we as the audience need to understand how fucking nuts this sounds yeah because again it's not fair for sarah and we're obviously on her side but it helps that we're like okay when you say it like that yeah it sounds nuts it's a bummer that i mean it sounds crazy the bummer is that everyone that's supposed to be helping her are assholes actively making it worse yeah they're actively making it worse which is the the tragedy really cuz she could be helped i mean maybe not because she's actually <laughs> she's right. telling the truth yeah. so like but yeah. like there's nothing to cure yeah there there didn't i don't know if everyone had to be a fucking dick about it but <laughs> I do like that he, no one falls for it. Yeah. And it does, when you watch it, when you watch her on that tape, you're like, okay, she sounds a little nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then, so I'll that, kill you. No, so she tries, she's like, so you don't believe it anymore. She goes, you don't believe the company covered it up. No, why would they? I love that. They oh, covered yeah. it up for money. <laughs> like, so we good. immediately transitioned to the company that covered it up. I guess there would be some evidence. Guess what? There is. There it's is. a segue. There's two things. Yeah. I miss '90s future safes. I miss <laughs> I miss '90s future safes so much. I love how road it is. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I know. It's my favorite. Like, I love the two key turns. Well, I mean, all that. I love I, again. That. They go through the process. It comes up later. Yeah. Well, like today to show you how intense the security is. Yeah. That door would have been guarded by six guys. Yeah. In like Delta Force gear. And yeah. not and not one guy on a stool reading from like his pamphlet. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> reading a book and it's like, oh, ready, doc. Okay, on like, three, two, one, go. The best modern version of that is Rogue Nation, where they have to get into that underwater thing. Yeah, where because it's mm. like that because like ultimately it's like pretty cat. It's difficult. But, like, him walking through the security and stuff is, like, pretty casual. Yeah, it's not, like, you know, there's guys outside with AKs. Yeah. But they're not, like, 
tactical. Yeah. They're just guys with AKs and you don't have one. Yeah, they're not itching to use them necessarily. Yeah, and then, you know, it's like he's in, like, the least flattering security officer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one looks intimidating or good in those outfits. No. And he's just there, and then they've got the brontosaurus balloon. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> 10 cc's of sodium amytal stat. Model citizen. Hmm. Fuck this yeah. dude. Yeah. Of all the deaths in this movie, I wanted him to get it the worst. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, T-1000 couldn't have just, like, just done a quick arm stab as it walks past. <laughs> didn't. I, I guess not. I don't know why. But, yeah, and then you see... But in this scene is great. You see the facade break. Yeah. And you see Sarah's just, like... She's trying to play their game. Yeah. All, understandably. All she wants is to say, well, her son first. Mm-hmm. And eventually humanity. Yeah. And all these dumb dildos are just constantly <laughs> in her way and preventing her from doing that. God damn it. So uh, we established the L.A. River, actually Bull Creek. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, it's between the 405 and Balboa. Okay, all right. At, uh, Not too far from here. Uh, I wrote it down, but uh, I guess maybe I moved it. It's like I Haven, didn't realize different... It's like Havenhurst and something else. I didn't realize oh. that different parts of the L.A. River were called different things, but that, <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Which I don't think it's like actually it's... L.A. River. I don't. Th- I think it's separate. And everyone's okay. just like, oh, the like scene from the L.A. River. Into... And then I look it up, and it's like, it's called Bull Creek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Uh, Is this how where I... Arnold spots him and then immediately drives, like, all California drivers? Yeah. He really set the standard for that. <laughs> how much do you think this movie increased the number of people driving in and out of the L.A. River after it came out? <laughs> I don't know. But it'd be hard to resist. I bet for that first week, people are like... <laughs> I'm going to beat traffic. I Why mean, was it so full of burnout cars? Were, were they there? I thought Did the same pick? thing, but yeah, I just, you know, that's just where you lift a car. Listen, <laughs> early nineties, LA. Yeah. was on the brink. Of... Yeah. They were expecting to go demolition man. Yeah. Five it was years. way closer to demolition man than we'd all like to. <laughs> they admit. thought they were going to go the opening of demolition man in only five <laughs> short years. <laughs> like we, we don't know how we were on the brink after the Northridge earthquake. They, they could have tipped towards Demolition Man at any moment. They're like, it's obviously going this way. I'm just going to leave my burnt car in the river. <laughs> Out of gas. Better burn it. Better burn it. <laughs> Ironically, I'm... we'll need more gas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go get some gas. We'll come back, burn it. Oh, we'll man. it out. All right. So uh, everyone's snitching on John. The Galleria? Yeah. I was just about to say, yeah. Arnold's fucking... Like Nemesis, the fucking Galleria. Okay, this is actually the Northridge Fashion Center for the exterior, and the interior is Santa Monica Place, part of Broadway at Third Street. Okay, so it's not the Galleria, but but in spirit. But Commando remains the Sherman Oaks Galleria. (laughs) I double checked just to make sure, specifically for this podcast. Do you think that they just called it the Galleria because? Well, in terms of callback to Commando. Well, I think in terms of geography, they certainly mean the Shokes Galleria. I think yeah. they do. I think you're correct. Yeah, it's up in this area. Just certainly, I think it's where he dirt bikes that he escapes from. That's definitely that parking lot. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I was just like, holy fuck! I mean, the they Galleria, said the, the, the death trap. They they said the they said the exterior was the Northridge Fashion Center, wherever okay. that is. So I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I, I saw nothing that ever made me think it wasn't the Shokes until yeah. uh, I found a movie locations website. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I, I like that it's in spirit, the Galleria. Yeah, it has to be the Galleria. Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, you know, we don't see as much of it as we did in Commando. No, no. <laughs> Just the arcade in the back area. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, 
John Connor at the arcade showing why he's such a leader of men. Blowing up in Missile Command. Blowing up up in Missile Command. (laughs) I didn't think about that. This is true. And a dog what a fighting tactician. game, too. Yeah. Not on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I can't speak for the jet fighting game, but stopping the missiles from falling to Earth, not an accident. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I just want to salute to Budnick, who at the tender age of 10 was like, well, time to lie to a cop's face. Yeah. That yeah. was great wingman. Good friend. Okay. Yeah. Great wingman. Good friend. And still lies to him again, even yeah. though he knows he saw him. Trying to slow him down, getting in his way. Hey, I think I saw that kid. Yeah. We need to come up with a name for some kind of wingman award for the people in action movies who help the heroes in a non-action-y way. Oh. Like, interesting. Yeah, like... Uh, the uh, Goose Award. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what we would call it. <laughs> Because Goose is very obviously part of the combat. Well, I mean, like, but he's not, like, actively saving him. I mean, mostly he tries to get him to fuck outside of the plane. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. We don't need to decide now. We don't have to decide now. We'll think about it. But, like, like, uh, the Reginald Vell Johnson in Die Hard would not not be a part of this. It could be the Carl Winslow award. Well, I'm just saying that would because he, he, I feel like he's still helping him. He's a part of it. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it, hmm. it's but it's tough. like you, you can't pick up a gun to okay. save them. Like it's it's yes. in that it's in that instance. I see, I see. Okay, I get what you're saying. I can't even think of an example. <laughs> Once again, I don't I don't think this really touches a gun. <laughs> He's just navigating. His, his He's in a multi million dollar fighter aircraft. <laughs> I just say mostly he takes photos and like <laughs> facilitates Tom Cruise's drinking. <laughs> mostly. Kyle's just chomping at the he sets up he, Top Gun. What? He sets up all of his volleys. <laughs> I have no problem. I have no problem doing Top Gun. I have yeah, no problem obviously doing Obviously, we have to do Top Gun. We have to do it before Maverick comes uh, out. Uh, and she's, if you're listening to this, we, we're going to relax our standards a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So we can do what's seemingly not super action. I just thought it was weird that we wouldn't be able to do Heat. Which is crazy. And Training Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. We're, that's uh, those are both what were we doing? disasters. What were we doing? It was a we were huge being mistake. pretentious. Yeah, we were... we were trying not to be pretentious, and yet we were. And yet we stumbled into we a different way too era big for pretentious. Yeah. A real trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I blew it. Anyway, we're back. Uh, again, the reveal is powerful in that hallway. If you don't let the trailer ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great reveal. A really great reveal. Like when John sees the Terminator, and he's like, immediately oh. is like, "Fuck, Mom was right." Yeah. Oh my God, Mom was right. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then the fact that he's a cop—literally, he's only a cop in this movie for like ease of movement and to like for the confusion up front. Well, Cameron specifically said, you know, this was like Rodney King Rampart. The cops were not very Fuck, well trusted in L.A. Too, yeah. and he's like, it was a very conscious decision to make yeah. him a cop. I was like, James Cameron, weirdly woke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not entirely for the time, not in every place, maybe not now, but. I don't know. He seems to want to save the environment. Yeah, yeah. He is obsessed with that. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was again, a conscious decision. But he also said because it gives him access to weapons. People let, of him, course, in. Yeah. People let him into places, you know, because they could have easily just been like, well, he'll just shapeshift. And Cameron was like, I don't know how good that's going to look every time. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> so, you needed a cover that would, like, give him an advantage if he stays in it. Yeah, and, and, and also, I think young Robert Patrick should be the model for all civil service uniforms. Because, like, if you're, like, if you're like in shape and you have, like, 3% body fat, yeah. like, the firefighters' uniforms, the cop uniforms, all that shit always looks good on you. It does, But if yeah. you're even a little I'm bit out of shape, it, you yeah. look terrible. <laughs> this is true. 
This is very true. Yes, we should all try to be like Robbie. We should um, all be like Robert Patrick. But yeah, so the reveal in this is so good. Mm-hmm. And like the pulling the gun out of the roses. Apparently, I read someone was like stretching. They were like, yeah, it's like a callback to Guns and Roses. I'm like, is it, guys? Is it? Is it? I don't know, guys. <laughs> is that, is that what John... Slow motion shot. Is that what jo- made John trust him? Oh, Guns and Roses. <laughs> oh, I like that. A lesser director would have done that. Um, yes. <laughs> but I do have I do have a nomination for our first Poor Sap Award. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, which is the man that dies yeah. in this hallway wearing I, a back brace. <laughs> normally, I feel bad for people like the maintenance man. Yes. <laughs> but he swung into the shots. He, he like, did sidestep into <laughs> He would have had to also just stay in that hallway between them for so long. Yeah, if he would have curled up into a ball. Just get down, bud. But he was like, he was like, oh, they're not really fatally wounding me with any of these thigh and shoulder shots. <laughs> Better swing out like a <gasps> screen door. <laughs> Still, hey, man, it's his hallway. He's the, the fucking hallway patrol. The biggest bummer about this movie is... Hey, you can't is be back here. Basically, all of the poor SAP nominees... In my theory, or at least the ones that I found, are all innocent people. Yeah, <laughs> that just like get it bad. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, whoever put the squib inside the Pepsi bottle, though, that is <laughs> that is a chef's kiss. That was so good. that's so great. <laughs> you know, I had to re-listen to some of our podcasts to like. I was like, I had some sort of award we gave out something <laughs> poor something poor, and who, I finally found. It. I was uh, like, oh, poor sap, and oh, then yeah. I was like. And then I was looking for an honorable mention henchman, but like, there's none in this. Like, maybe I mean, at best, Budnick. Yeah, but he doesn't really fit the definition. As no, we've no, been no, no, using, and henchmen are yeah. usually evil. Yeah, yes, exactly. I was like, you could maybe use some of the cops later that, like, you know, they're trying to stop them from doing. But they're really all poor saps. Yeah, they, honestly, they don't do much. Yeah, no, I mean, no, the, yeah. the the, the, not, pro- the not problem noteworthy. is it's not it's not like our heroes. Versus the bad guys organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a three-way war between yeah. the machines, the Connors, and rational society. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's almost like the honorable mention henchman. This movie is nothing but full, poor saps. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But the honorable mention henchman, it's like, I don't know if there really is one here unless we really stretch it. Yeah, I don't. I think this is like a rare movie that, like, that doesn't exist this time. Mm-hmm. What a bummer. Um, what a bummer. So the effects mostly hold up. I said earlier, you know, like the CG of the first time it closes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not age great. I bet that blew people's fucking minds. In the oh, theaters. absolutely. There are so many moments of special effects in this movie. And not all CG. No. But what I bet we're just electrifying yeah. in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I bet the first time those closed and he sat back up, people were like, what the fuck? Absolutely. Yeah. Are they even going to make movies after this? <laughs> is this the last one? Oh, shit. It should be. Is this what computers could do? I oh believe this movie. I believe uh, the future. Let the computers win. <laughs> if everything looks like this. Let them just make our movies from now on. Well, uh, the monkey paw curled. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I do like how when the two Terminators are fighting in a hallway, it looks like how machines would fight. Like, just... It's not like advanced hand-to-hand combat. It's yeah, just no. chunky robots thrown in. Yeah, the, there's no, you know, it's like uh, when you, when you like in boxing or, or whatever, there's, you know, they call it the button on the chin. Yeah. Where it transfers your jaw into a lever and it makes your head spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then your brain does it a half second later. So it collides with the inside of your skull two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Machines don't have that. No. <laughs> machines don't have a liver. Yeah. They don't, I mean, maybe like a knee joint you can knock out. That's about but it. like for the most part, like the fighting would be completely different. Yeah. And I like that the movie treats it as yeah. the fighting is completely different. And it feels really heavy. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> it's it's really great. And it feels attainable. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, I know drywall's cracking as cement. Well, a lot of times when they do like robot fights in the movies, they always make them like super agile. Because, like, well, they're a machine. They can, like, do this. No. They're fucking heavier and they're shit. They're so heavy. Arnold <laughs> probably weighs 600 pounds. Yeah. Like, you, you're not going to make a machine that parkours until <laughs> Boston Dynamics does it, and then we're all dead. <laughs> they're weird little table deer robots. I hate them so much. I don't even want to talk hey, about them. Hey, Boston Dynamics, everything you're doing? Stop Big it. mistake. Like, <laughs> fucking stop. What is wrong with them? Hey, Boston good, sucks. Good news. Good news. They can they can do stairs now. Why is that good news? Why? That's all we have. What is wrong with you? All right, we'll just disable the stairs. No, they can parkour up. They don't no, 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 no. The stairs now anymore. they climb trees. What the fuck? Well, you know what we found is um, jetpacks as they get too hot. But the robots, they don't feel, so now they all have jetpacks. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Fuck you. They gotta stop. Do we have to... Do we have the Terminator 2 <laughs> Boston Dynamics? It honestly, like, watching this movie, it really feels that Do way. Do we need to go up there? It sounds where's, like that we need where's to Where's their miles? We have to stop them right now. Let's kidnap Arnold <laughs> and Sarah Connor and hey Linda guys, Hamilton, um, and let's, let's go up there. I would love that. Uh, Fun little road trip. Oh, God, it's coming for us. It's that donkey one with the four legs. <laughs> you just kick it over. Oh, it uses right. its fifth Anti-climatic. leg arm thing just to tap us in the... <laughs> just ball tap you to get... Why do we teach them that? Well, did you see the one where it's the it's the four legged ones and one of them's got an arm on the top and it opens the door for yeah. the other ones and they run? It's like no, why? Stop missing the point. <laughs> oh, good. They know teamwork now. Cool, great. <laughs> they don't even look cool. No, they don't even look like metal skeletons. No, that's the ones the, that are standing up part. just look like the shit themselves. They look like going for max efficiency. Yeah. They look like backpacks with a GoPro in the middle of them. <laughs> Make it clear. We're coming for you, Boston Dynamics. And then uh, shout out to co-writer William Wisher. He's the guy taking pictures of Arnold after he gets thrown through the wall the window. Oh, cool. Oh, great they, acting. Uh, they, Solid acting. They like to put him. He, he's 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 cameoed in a ton of Cameron movies that he helped write. I guess <laughs> he pitched great. in on the dialogue. That's cool. I also saw that he wrote Judge Dredd and, and the 13th, 13th Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you so don't think, good. If you don't think we're doing 13th Warrior at some I point. I fucking yeah. love that movie. I just want to shout out to T-1000. He's got a great run. Mm-hmm. The posture, the way he leans forward, and there's no hop to start. Yeah. Blade hands. Like, um, you see a little bit, like, when Sarah gets the medical tonfa. Yeah. <laughs> she's just breaking out. She has that little hop skip into a run. Yeah. T-1000 just leans into it. You know, probably like actual professional athletes do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I That is actually the, the scariest thing about him in this movie is both times where he's full-on sprinting then going, like, 30 miles an hour. That is fucking scary. Why does it still look better than when Captain America runs at 30 miles an hour? I actually don't it's the know. the murder in the I, face. I actually don't know why. I, I think I think it's because they just made everyone move slower around Robert Patrick. <laughs> that may be and true, And then too. for, like, Chris Evans, they got him in that thing where his legs just kind of... weird treadmill thing that, like, they're pulling. Yeah. Or he's on a crane and he's just, like, kicking his legs. And it's like, (laughs) it doesn't look like he's pushing off the ground at all. Yeah, there's not a lot of weight to it. That might be part of it. I But, yeah, it looks great. And it looks really intimidating. Yeah, it's the sleek, unnatural thing. Yeah. Do you think he trained for it? 
<laughs> I hope so. I, I, I don't know, but he looks good running. Yeah, I know. I know. Like studios will Think sometimes Tom Cruise stole from him. Like him and yes. Tom Cruise only look this good running. I'll <laughs> I will say this is is T one thousand looks nonplussed when he's running. He's yeah. just like he's just like now nah, I'm in running mode. Yeah. The the thing that makes Tom Cruise running great yeah. is he always looks like he's on the verge of a panic attack. <laughs> like like he's like I have to sprint because things are going badly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like there's yeah. a great there's a great uh, shot in uh, Ghost Proats where he's trying to outrun the sandstorm. Oh, and he's I love just that. like the yeah. look of panic on his face, and you're like, oh, the world no. might end if yeah. he doesn't get this guy. Like, yeah, that whole sequence is him having a panic attack. Yeah, from the beginning to the end. Mission Impossible Three panic attack. Yeah, in, in uh, uh, Fallout when he's yeah. trying to chase Superman, he's always like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he look like he runs like he we don't know he has a third lung. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> God, so good at running. Um, oh, here it is. The tow truck is hijacked, and then um, it comes off the bridge at Havenhurst and Plummer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's between 405 and Balboa in the Valley, and it's, it's a great edit to make it look like it stays in motion, even okay. though in your heart you know the axles are all completely shattered. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's edited great. That moment is like iconic. That moment, that's one of the handful of moments in this movie that like I always think of when mm-hmm. I think of this movie. Well, it's like this movie, he, like he loves become, he becomes liquid metal. <laughs> yeah. He has knife hands. He changes shape from other people. He rises up out of the floor. Yeah. And it's all like full of this stuff, but then that moment of a truck driving off a bridge is also something you've never seen before. Yeah, that's like it's a practical absolutely. effect. It's a bunch of like stuntmen and cameramen sitting around being like, "How do we do this without killing anyone?" Yeah, or pancaking the truck. And they, they figured unexpected. it out. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I think that's part of it. Yeah, it's it's you'd never seen it before. This, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and like you you didn't because like everything was like once again. This is like one of those movies where it started to like kind of make that split into like modern action mm-hmm. where like, you know, you think of like iconic car chase scenes well, back I mean, in the day. This is an epoch movie. You yeah. remember movies before it and you remember the yeah. movies after it. But like, it's like the whatever the big like it's like bullet, which is like, you know, like it's just good driving and it's <laughs> shot really well. But there's not like it's real terrifying. Like it's not real wild shit. Yeah. And then this is like, yeah, that that that's that sea change of like, oh fuck, okay, that's where we are. We're mm-hmm. driving trucks off fucking roads and overpasses. <laughs> cool. I mean, it, it's also it's like it's attainable. You know, human brains understand how physics work. Sure. Yeah. You know, we re- we we recognize when stuff doesn't look like it should because you know if you can't recognize when blood is real, yeah, your family, your genetic line died out. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. why CG blood doesn't work or anything. And so it's like when you see the way the like the front of the cab almost tips forward like it's separating from the frame of the rest of the truck yeah and like the windows kind of almost crack and you're like yeah that's what it would look like that's what my brain understands yeah um and cameron does all what seems like it should be no-brainers like when does a car chase he lots of shots where all the vehicles involved are in the same shot yeah. so you understand the geography and everything moves in the same way like yeah. he always shoots he always shoots in this scene everyone's moving right to left and he always yeah. shoots it like that he never breaks that line yeah but one thing he does and again this is that human element that primal element that Cameron can always get to is never discount 
the drama you can get from something as simple as big car chases little car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like he does it here and he does it at the end. Yeah. (laughs) Big car chases little car. (laughs) That is scary. And like you watch so many, like, you know, even, even like uh, our beloved John Wick. Yeah. Like when he's being chased, you know, he's never in a car. He's always on like a foot or a horse or something. And it's guys chasing him. It's like, okay, he's one guy on a horse and everyone behind him is like four guys in each car with guns. Yeah. And like intellectually understand that's scary. It's nothing like being a 10-year-old on a dirt bike chased mm-hmm. by a semi-truck yeah, trailer. Yeah, no, that, like, is, that is as scary as that gets. Yeah, I love that. It, it's, it, it's very simple, but like maximum effect. I loved the, um, when they're driving by the car corpses, he keeps looking back. He's like, will that stop him? Yeah. No, nope, nope. bulldozes through it. Not He's not coming possible. at you like a literal Terminator. Yeah, and, and, and the earlier thing where they established the L.A. River yeah. is John is the only one down there. Yes. So you know other people aren't there. He's the only one who knows how to it's use very this. Very isolated. And then you like Nick said, you see all the debris and stuff, and it's like when he gets down there, it's like he's got to be safe. Yeah. You know he's got to be safe. And then T one thousand's like, no nah, man, breaks it. No, you ain't safe from anywhere. And <laughs> I'm then not paying for this bridge. I'm and not then paying it for becomes scary because he is the only person down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if he runs your ass over, you're just yeah, that, you're that, done. Yeah. You're dead. No one knows. Like, yeah. You're gone. That isolation becomes scary instead yeah. of relieving. Yeah. And it's again, it's a great inversion. It's it's showing you something that we have established as safe and and it belongs to John. Yeah. And then it's violated, and T one thousand shows yeah. up, and it 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 it's terrifying. Um. Mm. This also has one of my, this sequence has one of my favorite things about seeing old Arnold movies in like 4K. Uh, Rear the, projection driving? Uh, no, no, <laughs> not even that. The uh, the the mask that the, the stunt- stuntman's <laughs> wearing, the Arnold mask, where like you, you see him drive by, you're like, it's a nice mask. <laughs> but that is clearly a mask. Well, I believe. The same with like the, uh, the commando dummy yeah. out of the plane. <laughs> you're like, you're just like. Ah, I bet that looked really nice when this was a little grainier. <laughs> well, there's definitely there's definitely the the when Arnold is hanging from the landing gear in Commando, that stuntman definitely has a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I believe Cameron went back and when uh, this got oh yeah for the 3D treatment yeah when he was approving it for yeah, HD yeah. and 3D when Arnold ramps off and lands yeah he went back and made that look more like Arnold. Oh okay yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, that's what it's gonna because there's really only this one moment, mm-hmm. and it and I understand why he didn't change it either. Also, it's a rad stunt. Yeah, well, it's a rad stunt. It's I, it's just this moment where like the the motorcyclist is like turning a corner, so you yeah. like never see Arnold's face on, but you can like it's the hair where it's like yeah. a little too dark and like a little too staying in place. <laughs> so like I I get why he didn't get rid of that one, but yeah, that's the only moment where I was like, oh, Arnold mask. No, I th- I think there were multiple Arnold mask moments. <laughs> oh, and definitely. He, and he went back and trimmed what he yeah. what he could. Hey, he did a great job because I didn't notice it another time. <laughs> so, it hits the the divider. The, the support for the bridge, mm-hmm. the tow truck. And, you know, I think walking out of the fire still looks great. Yeah. You know, cause they, they did it from far back, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. camera, uh, Cameron and del Toro did this a lot in uh, Pacific rim, mm-hmm. which now I think about all the time. Cause he specifically called it out. He goes, you know, these are completely CG moments, Yeah, but we always treat the camera like we would if we were shooting giant robots. Sure, so yeah. there's no shots that cheat like that. Yeah. And then they do it all the time in the Pacific Rim sequel. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's you know, I, again, a lesser director, I think now we would have been like in the fire. 
and then yeah. see the the stuff pull together and then he walks out and yeah. like of an just... over the shoulder from the yes fire. exactly well it's also great that you don't see him come together until later in the movie mm-hmm. like because like and it's uh, this is also like the first time that you get a sense of how powerful it really is because you're because there's yeah. that beat there's that misdirect of where you're tired there's like a yeah the tire misdirect which is so funny like it's a nice little beat and then there you're like okay we're done and then he walks out like half a beat later and you're like oh fuck this guy is terrifying yeah they they do a really good job of kind of slowly piecing out like it's like okay he's bulletproof yeah like you can't Scary. put him down that's the first time and yeah. the second time he's like he's fireproof yeah and then the next time we see him is with the dead foster parents it's like knife hands yeah you know and it's the like knife hands reveal is like one of my scary things. yeah like that is that like the fact that like that's a brand they keep yeah they keep escalating how dangerous he is yeah all the time and then when he changes from Jeanette to t1 back to robert patrick you're like yeah. oh he killed that cop mm-hmm. mm. yeah you know oh, he's done yeah yeah you get that sense that's so good um so, what a good movie, guys. What a great movie. <laughs> what a I'm really great glad movie, we did guys. So uh, we do um, a boy and his killer robot. Arnold explained what he and T-1000. It's kind of part of an uh, interesting thematic layer. I don't yeah. know if Cameron and Wisher did this on purpose, but there's a lot of, like, you can project on this about sort of the idea of, of obsolescence kind of growing up. Sure. Uh, T-1000 is a better version in every way on paper. But uh, Arnold is a tried and true classic. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing is a look at parents. Real Ford Mustang. Uh, parents when kids are growing up and may not need them anymore, or real parents versus foster parents. Um, the classical classical effects guys who made Star Wars and the first Terminator, looking to the future of CGI effects. Yeah, like the dinosaur see in the meteor. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's just a lot of these neat ideas of what's enough, what do you need, when do you move on, when is something no longer useful. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you kind of, you kind of get a sense of when Arnold basically is laying it out, he's like, you know, we have no chance. It can become mm-hmm. anything at once. Yeah. It, it'll, ne- we can never disarm it because yeah. its body is the weapon. And, you know, all I can do is keep you in front of it. Yeah. For, for hopefully 30 years. <laughs> hopefully. You know, you know, what I keep thinking about is when he explains, he's like, the T-1000 was a prototype. I'm like, and I just think about the future of like all of Skynet being like, how could we be deadlier? Next up at the Skynet Expo, you're going to see the new model. You know how we make things out of like, <laughs> yeah, like steel beams and stuff. Yeah. We made it out of like Not steel anymore. liquid. It's like, Not anymore. what the fuck are you talking you about? You motherfuckers. You crazy <laughs> asshole. I cannot wait to see this. You did it. You guys did it. I love it. Um, but yeah. And then you, it also plays up on when they're casting Robert Patrick for this is a, he wanted the inversion of, skinny ass Michael Bine yeah. fighting Arnold but he wanted Arnold's Panzer versus like Robert Patrick's Porsche yeah and you kind of anytime they fight you really get a sense of how outclassed Arnold is genuinely yeah, yeah. you know to the bitter end you get that sense because it, it is like you said it's like he's barely keeping it in front of it like mm-hmm. every encounter is by the skin of his teeth and like ultimately you see every time that it's futile yeah. Like every single time. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that John takes none of his advice. <laughs> this is also true. Yeah. He's literally trying to kill himself. Yeah. He's definitely like, trying to get killed. Like in the timeline of this movie, they could have been to like Iowa. Oh, yeah. They could have been a. <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. They could be halfway across the country. I mean, it is. It's kind of telling to John Connor being. He is compassionate. He's a dick to 
random jocks and to his step parents. Yeah, what's the deal with but these like, jocks? By the way, he's definitely like <laughs> in favor of humanity. Like, he, yeah, oh yeah, like, he definitely. Yeah, we got to save my mom. Um, you can't kill people or uh, hurt them. <laughs> this is the only. Oh, you can hurt them. Oh yeah. This scene is the only moment in the whole movie that like I don't completely vibe with. Oh it's yeah. It's a little exposition heavy, which is fine. I mean, like that eventually is gonna. It's hard to like avoid that completely. I mean, if, but then these this jock moment yeah. is really like, it's like funny if you're watching it. But then I was like, these guys were just trying to help you, bud. Yeah, yeah. they're like really nice bros. Yeah. They're just trying to be cool bros because you're hanging out with a leather daddy at, like outside of a bar. Well, and and uh, they did their job in that their presence affected John enough that he yeah. made the Terminator robot swear not to kill anybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So that was, like I mean, the only story beat. I guess in that way, I mean, you kind of needed that under that misunderstanding for mm-hmm. that moment yeah, to kind of yeah. play out. I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it worked for me. I definitely understand the clunk, but we need to know how the T one thousand works. Yeah, because if you weren't, you were like, wasn't it just sh- turn its body into a gun? Yeah, and sure. shoot them. So now yeah. we have that, and then it's like, you know, this is this is how this is this is how it works. This is what I am. Yeah, and then we go from there. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not saying it's unnecessary, but it's the uh, it like you said, it it's got a little bit of clunkiness to it that like a, mm-hmm. is pretty devoid of the rest of the movie. That's about it. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty minimal complaint. A little, but I just love his take a hike, bozo. His lame, and then this guy's like raw comeback. He's like, "Fuck you, you little dipshit." It's, it's true. The adult <laughs> should maybe have not gone to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I I I remember like I. I don't know when exactly I saw this movie and I definitely didn't see it like unedited for a long time, but like I definitely stole a lot of what John <laughs> says for my everyday Did vernacular. You? I feel Drop like some pastas. I mean, it's also like, it's almost like Michelle Tanner level, like fucking like lines going on. Like you got it, dude. Asa la vista, baby. Whatever, bozo. Like, what the fuck? Take a hike. That's the only times if you were to tell me now, retrospectively, the fact that he's supposed to be 10 years old, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Okay, I get it. The worst he can muster was bozo. Eat my shorts. Yeah. So they call home. Oh, yeah, this is a brilliant movie. John calls home and and, uh, (laughs) poor Ralph. Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, But the movie really buries the lead. When Arnold impersonates John, and yeah. it's like, oh, the robots have been programmed to lie. <laughs> <laughs> we f- they yeah. figured that part out, oh, the yeah. AI out, they, they know how to lie. Yeah. That was the whole point of that, that uh, of that particular uh, model, because they were infiltrating, so they had to know how to lie. Oh. Yeah. But it is like, yeah, it's like it's, there's some clever sleuthing going on with the dog name thing. Wow, the dog's really going nuts. Yeah. I would have like I would have liked a scene with the dog before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Just you rough. get in the first one, the dogs bark at Terminators in the alley or the hideout. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because he knows yeah. the robots, but I'm pretty sure it was barking at Jeanette's body. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my thought too. But yeah, Nick may also be right. Maybe maybe it's just like bark, like it's maybe no, because it's, it's not bark. It's one. not barking at the house. It's barking at something in the bushes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's her dead body. It's barking it's, at the it's body. It's her decomposing body. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Yeah, R A P foster parents. Yeah, like once again, that Your knife hand reveal is like really great. It like completely ups the the stakes and like how dangerous T one thousand is, 
And like once again, it's like one of the first times I'm like, damn, they're doing like horror movie level gore, like going on. Yeah, like there are horrifying. Yeah, there's a lot of moments where people specifically get impaled through the head, where you're like, fuck. Okay, they showed that. That's yeah. Okay, it's also just removing chess piece, like. Yeah. If they lived here to be like, well, why doesn't he just go home or hide out there? Like he's or maybe we, we need to, maybe we need to players. save them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, because that definitely would have been a can't beat. Save. Yeah, well, I exactly. mean, it's just yeah. the it's evil. We yeah, need to, we need to establish it's we need to establish it can look like other people. Yeah, as as Arnold explained. Yeah, and we need to establish knife hands. Yes, because it's so important because it's about to come up a bunch. It comes up so much. <laughs> the knife hands and the looking like other people is about to come up a ton. Yeah. All right, great job uh, when Sarah finds out that the T-800 is back. First off, these yes. cops are great. This movie is, um, I'm, I'm working on something, uh, a script for something, and uh, I keep watching uh, Midnight Run Yes, with mm-hmm. uh, with Robert De Niro and uh, Charles Grodin. Yes. And this movie and that movie are full of what I call, um, uh, the extras look like they pay bills. Yeah. Like, not everyone's a movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, these are just great classic-looking, like, cops. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. I don't know what else these guys could play, but um, especially the guy who's like, I just told you that your son is missing. Yeah. And the foster parents have been murdered. Lee's on screen for 10 seconds, but it feels real. And, yeah, like, it, it really it really helps because she's blank. And then yeah. as soon as they turn around, you see it in her eyes. It's like, uh, it's fuck. everything I've worked for. It's now mm-hmm. grabs the paperclip, little su- subtle shift in her posture, yeah. but it's all very, very subtle and very well done. Yeah. But you can see the wheels are starting to turn. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what we got ready for. Mm-hmm. It's also crazy because it's like, it's a really weird moment too. Cause she's only been told she's wrong this whole time. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden these two guys show up and are like, Pretty much saying it's all real. Well, they're not saying it's a killer robot. They're just like this cop murderer. But this man is ageless. This ageless cop murderer is back, which is crazy. But this also kind of shows that she could have probably escaped at any time. You think? Was she trying to do the right thing and go through the system to be better know. and like I don't know, do it legally and see? I guess I kind of got the. I, I, I guess maybe I. Maybe this is me like imposing this but I, I felt like that i got the sense that maybe she's tried to escape before yeah or literally she's been violent yeah that's why she, that's like, why she's trying to but it just kicked in an extra high level when she's like oh shit they're back well she's trying yeah, to think... get them to send her to the yeah minimum security wing so she can leave you know and then i think i think a little bit was like there's no coming back from this yeah, yeah. like like when if i leave in this way mm-hmm. if i escape the way that i can escape mm-hmm the consequences are absolute. Yeah. Like yeah. if I can't get to John, I'll never see him again. Yeah. You know, if I if I can't get to Mexico, I'll never be free again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it absolutely has to be worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you And get, it probably yeah. wasn't until now. Until yeah. she saw the pictures taken by co-writer William Wisher. <laughs> hey. Good for him. Who uh, is also a news reporter in the Abyss. And a cop who gets <laughs> fucked up in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to just have dumb cameos being murdered in movies. Saying, oh my Come god, on. I would love to be a poor sap. It'd be the best. <laughs> oh my god, in a movie. You want me to swing into the line of fire and have my Pepsi explode in my hand? Absolutely. No problem. Thing. I can't wait. Squib me up. Yeah. I don't care if it hurts a little bit. Let's do it's it. It's gonna help the performance. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then when John is, when we cut back to John and Arnold, Edward Furlong does a great job realizing that. His mom was right. 
Yeah. And you kind of see the weight of all the years of all the shit talking. That thing he said to yeah. Budneck about her being out of her fucking mind that morning. Yeah. Like you kind of see it. He, he, he It rocks him. It, it physically affects him for a little, <laughs> for like just a half second. Yeah. And, um, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a shame what happened to him later. Because he has a lot of really good natural acting instincts, yeah, or or he's directable, which is literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I I mean, like he really sells. Like it's weird. Yeah, maybe it's more of a directing thing. I, as a young actor, if you understand the idea that like this kid has been force fed this narrative that he had probably inherently believed for most of his life because his mom was telling him that, and then how earth shattering that would be to realize your mom's fucking nut bar. <laughs> And then <laughs> for, for a reason yeah and then realize again that she's right like that is like a lot of layers to unpack yeah i mean it's the realization that oh your mom's not crazy she has ptsd mm-hmm. she's right she is sick but she mm-hmm. is right yeah she like, needs she needs help yeah. she is not getting it yeah um and i think they do a really good job uh and again this scene the previous do a great job of setting up the rules this is what the t-1000 can do yeah this is what i can do and then making Arnold non-lethal, and then it's great. I kind of <laughs> noticed. I watched it uh, a couple days ago, um, for just a follow-up, and they linger on Arnold's face after he says, "I promise not to kill anyone." Yeah, <laughs> was that supposed to be ominous? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I you definitely you hear literal gears turning. There are a lot of moments moving forward where he's like, "I'm not gonna kill him." And then he just, like, straight up cripples people yes. for the rest of their lives and maims them. And, but they're not dead. Well, no. John should have said that. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the problem with a child's mind. Didn't think all the caveats there. Real monkey's paw, that one. <laughs> so T-1000 arrives at the hospital and Sarah escapes. There's just a lot of bodies being dragged in general in this hospital. Yeah. <laughs> like, she knocks out a guard, drags him. Uh, T-1000 knocks out a guard or kills one, drags his body. I'm so glad all of these terrible things happened to this hospital. I, I you know, agree. This hospital yeah. doesn't deserve good things. No. If you're at a hospital and the orderlies have fucking tonfas, yeah. you're probably not in the business of making people <laughs> it better. Is, it is not a good yeah, not a good situation. And like face like, licker. Like fuck this orderly. The lick is the worst thing. The lick is super gross. And, and it's like he's like applying pressure like you see her like whole face move yeah under I, the pressure of his gross tongue i i have straight up like i, I can't even remember all the movies we've done mm-hmm. it's been so long and we really need to go back and redo the ones where i was like we should do three at a time we that should was, yes that was a mistake. yes those are open that was that open was a season mistake. on those um but that's maybe one of the low-key worst things we've seen in any of these movies. <laughs> I agree. And then, like, it's the worst thing, and I'm already establishing that. But this guy, like, there are sick people in this hospital. Yes. And he's dragging his medical tonfa I know! across the wall. <laughs> I thought that, too! Like he's an Irish beat cop. I know! Or the worst guard in a prison in a 30s movie. And it's like his idol, his idling motion, I-D-L-E, yeah. Is being shitty. Yeah, he is. He is the uh, deck. Def, the deck. Ugh. The dictionary definition of just 
background radiation shittiness. <laughs> I cannot believe how much this guy sucks. Yeah, yeah. And I, he should have gotten it way worse than he did. Yeah, no, he barely. Yeah, he barely gets taken care of. Like he should have gotten some Arnold beatings. Like Sarah yeah. should have been like, as they run down the hall, she goes, "Wait, real fast, break down this door." Breaks it down. The guys inside. She's yeah. like, just belts him a couple. He times. He should have died on the toilet, or like been thrown through a wall, <laughs> or one had or the other, or had Arnold lick his face. Oh to death. God, metal tongue. Any <laughs> any one of the Terminators in this movie should have stuffed his head down the toilet. It, it would have been really satisfying that's one of the few things that's missing but his getting knocked out did once again give us another iconic scene that i always think of when she has that baton and like get you just the hop that that moment is so like you're like damn this bitch is spry and she's ready to kill people (laughs) but like when she hits them it they the they drop in a frame of white light bursting Mm -hmm. and it's so perfect it's so like it god of course he's down his yeah. jaw, his jaw, and his orbital are probably shattered. His face is half soup, and it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's all that whole. Um, uh, is it the? I'm trying to think. They do the closet misdirect because she drags the body, and then there's mm-hmm. that closet misdirect, and then just like she fucks people up. Well, no, he he goes in there and sees that the mop's broken. The mop's broken, and that's what yes. she uses to braid him, and then she yeah. upgrades to the so medical good. tafa. So good, um, uh, love that. Did we already move past the nice security? Not nice, but he looks friendly. Well, okay. The one, two, one thousand murder. Before we get to that one, okay. I just want to say, when Sarah escapes with a paperclip in her mouth, mm-hmm. I'm spitting that over the edge, or I'm accidentally swallowing it. And oh, yeah. It <laughs> that is 100 fucking percent. The T-1000 is finding me blue with yeah. my tongue sticking out. Like, done. There's no way I would have nailed that. No. It would have just went straight up and like on my eye or something. I don't know which one of John's dad's temporary dads taught her to spit the paperclip into your hand when you're tied down i don't know either but uh great job yeah well uh, done uh, the humanity thanks you yeah the execution so good. um okay so then the rising from the floor thing again i bet that was electric in a packed theater absolutely crazy also question can he just turn into linoleum yes i guess so right yeah that's like what? the only time that he turns into something that is not humanoid yeah so it's like yeah. a little jarring yeah, it's not like he turns. I mean, into I guess he has knife hands, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't like turn in. He doesn't like do the camouflage, like step back mm-hmm. and turn into the wall sort mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, I guess he can. I, do, I don't know. Uh, a note of great sound design is if you watch that scene when the guards walking through the hallway, his shoes squeak on everything, but when it shows like a close up of the linoleum that's the T1000, oh. it doesn't squeak. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's I where it's it's, it's, uh, it's it's getting what the physical contact. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's um, like uh, Luke Skywalker not having having footprints on crate guys. Oh yeah, just like that. <laughs> Ryan Johnson's good at making Star Wars movies. I said it. I will yeah, back you I, up a thousand percent. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel like I think, this I think room pretty... obviously. Like yeah, yeah. We are all we're all a less, we're a last there. Jedi family. Uh, <laughs> if, if if the market's there for that, I'll run through all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Uh, not 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 as climax. Not to be a different thing. But that's I will, fine. I yeah. will run through all the stuff. I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I also love like this is once again just like some good, also nominee for poor sap award. Obviously. Yes. Uh, but like him, this man, you oh, just get this like sense of absolute sadness and from then, him. And <laughs> like, then like uh, a shout out again to practical effects is yes. is, you know, because uh, Linda Hamilton has a as a twin. 
And anytime you yeah. see two Sarah Connors on screen at the same time, that's the twin. This guy also had a twin. And yeah. yeah. They, they were the twin scientists from Gremlins 2, the new batch. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> the ginger scientists with the wow. glasses. They're following Christopher Lee around. Wow. Yeah. I just had a really fucking vivid memory. It also, is not. <laughs> I, as a different podcast. All right. Let's just go watch the Key and Peele sketch. That's fine. <laughs> Well, actually, I, ju- I, I just remember that Gizmo does dress up like Rambo. He does dress up like Rambo. That's the one thing I definitely remember and, from that movie. And if we're really relaxing the standards. <laughs> we could. We, we could. could. We could, we could go into it. it. All right. All right. Let's think about it. Let's Anything talk about that parodies it. our movies is open game. And then um, I don't know why they left this in here, that they took it out in the extended edition, which has a thousand percent more Michael Bine in it. Yeah. Um. At the end, when there's two Sarahs, and John realizes which one's the fake, is yeah. because her feet are still part floor. Oh! They do this effect where, like, her boots, there's her boots, and there's transition pieces that are silver, and then it just grows into the grate at the foundry at the end. Wow. And this was setting that up where his foot gets stuck. Interesting. And then, like, okay. I looked it up. There's, like, a, a, I don't know why it's called this, because it doesn't function like yeah. this, but it's called moviecensorship.org or something online. Mm-hmm. And it it just breaks down the differences between director's cuts and stuff, mm-hmm. different editions. The scene where they reveal that Sarah's feet are, are part four, yeah. it's three seconds. Come on, come on, so, Jimmy. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of, like, yeah, what's the logic between cutting that, but... Yeah, I mean it still Whatever. it still works. We'll get to it. It still works, but it's it, it it was a setup for a knockdown that I thought probably should have stayed in. Yeah, I, I guess that makes that I guess it makes that scene more of like an emotional like X factor. John sort just of knows. Thing. Yeah, he yeah. just knows his mm-hmm. mother. So I, I guess I kind of get it. But at that point, yeah. they earned it. We're just waiting to see this fucking killer robot die. <laughs> <laughs> just please, I'm exhausted. Please kill this thing. If you're gonna wallpaper over something. Like, that is where to do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, this poor set, like, the the shake, like, it oh, feels yeah. real. It feels like, it feels unnatural. Yeah. And therefore perfect. what a brain yeah. stab does. Yeah. yeah. It, like, it, can you imagine being that confused right before you got it? That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's terrifying to me. Bobby, my twin, what are you doing? <laughs> Stab. <laughs> oh my god, there's a second leg. <laughs> Bobby, are you on set? Dead. We uh, killed your brother. Oh, you want to play the finger to the forehead game now? <laughs> oh, we're going to eat it? <laughs> Stab. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah, once again, another like brutal practical effect where you're like, oh, that they're showing that. That goes right through that guy's head. All right, wonderful. Oh, you thought it was you thought Ralph was the worst? No. Yeah. No. It gets so much worse. We didn't even burst the eye. It was like next to the eye. Hold the it was phone. Like that sounds adjacent. like that security guard falling in the next room. <laughs> no, they perfectly set it up when he's like, Hey, you want a coffee? How about a beer? Like <laughs> we already know out. she doesn't care. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, done. Yeah. Yeah, these people do not like working. Some of them like working here way too much, and yeah. then some of them are done. <laughs> that 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 woman has a flask, and it is empty. It's in her cast. <laughs> it is empty. <laughs> All right, so then Arnold and John get there. Yeah. Uh, we get the he'll live line. Yeah. And it's just the perfect amount of Schwarzenegger smarm sneaking yes. through. Yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. James, I'm worried I don't have as many zingers. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. He'll teach you how to say cool stuff later. It'll no, but fine. I need zingers earlier. 
Okay, you shoot this guy in the kneecaps and cripple him. It's fine. <laughs> okay, good. Good, great. <laughs> Chop off his arm. <laughs> no, no, no don't no. leave him alone. No. What if I just throw him? <laughs> Sorry, Nick. We buried we buried a really good joke. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, he'll live in a wheelchair. <laughs> Like when I, it's like so many times in this movie where he's like, like he's just straight up changing people's lives for the worst. He is the Grim Reaper of kneecaps. Like I think of that cop later on that gets like tear gas to the chest. How much luck? How much luckier is he? Oh, I'm saying luckiest, and he's still like in a full upper cast (laughs) for like six months. The two cops who get tear gassed in retrospect are like. Wow, we got lucky. Wow, guys. Yeah. We did okay. Thank God we brought 14 guys and his gun only had 12 bullets. I mean, uh, <laughs> all I'm you. saying is that the gallery uh, better have some fucking ramps in there fast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you guys better have a ramp up into that C2, CB2 there. There's going to uh, be a lot of a lot of off-duty cops here. Is there a ramp to Fuddruckers yet? <laughs> Just one of Fuddruckers. They'll still exist. In the Sherman Oaks Galleria, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. We should go. <laughs> There's an arc light and a Fuddruckers. Actually, I, I think if I think if we have an official restaurant, it probably is Outback. <laughs> that just because ma- all that of just our makes accents sense. are basically an Australian accent. Outback. Outback Steakhouse. Outback. Come for the brown bread. Stay for the coconut shrimp. <laughs> we'll smother your steak. And the kookaburra wings. Hot as you want. Uh, shout out to our one Australian listener. <laughs> yeah. We're medium sorry. Yeah. Well, we're sorry that you live in an actual hellscape right now. <laughs> yeah, That's right. definitely yeah. what we're sorry about. That sucks. Uh, yeah, that sucks bad. Judgment Day is happening. Now. Yeah, it happened. Living it. All this won't come out for like six months. <laughs> oh, it'll probably be fine by then. Hopefully. Yeah. All those animals will be back, probably. <laughs> Uh, Sarah with the bleach and the syringe is pretty action movie cool. It's yeah. really cool. That's and some, quick thinking. Yeah, like, that's some like John McClane. Genuine. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> yeah, she she the gets that guy in the ass and we come back <laughs> to see him flopping around. She genuinely fucks people up. There's that, uh, I think it might be after this, but there's a moment where she shoves a man and he is... He flies. He flies backwards. <laughs> and it doesn't look like he's like doing an action movie like lunge. It just, it really feels like she fucks him up. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, probably, probably chipped his cockix. <laughs> nice. And then, so then Sarah runs around the corner. She shoves the guy, as Kyle said. <laughs> he flies halfway down a hallway. Uh, Sarah's reaction to seeing the T-800, again, mm-hmm. are amazing. Cause oh, she's, yeah. That she's, moment. She spent 10 years getting ready for this moment. Yeah. To be ready. And falls apart immediately. Yeah. Like, it's so human, and it's yeah. so grounding, and we're like... She's really fucked up, and then later when she steps up, it it really means more. Well, it's also like it, it's also like a foreshadowing of like the Dyson thing too. Like once again, like no matter how much she's like mentally prepared for these moments, like she just mm-hmm. she can't like, yeah. because she. Well, in this case, in the Dyson thing, it's just because she's not a monster ultimately, mm-hmm. and in this case, it's like. How could you be ready? But you know, How could you ever be ready? But when like, we first meet her and she's doing like the pull-ups, you know, every time she gets to the top, she's just picturing shotgunning Arnold in the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then shotgunning Arnold in the face. Yeah. And then when the time comes, she's like, oh, do you remember how hard it was? Mm. Do you remember when you blew him up in a fuel truck? Yeah. And it All just made him scarier? Back. Yeah. 
<laughs> it somehow got worse. Yeah. Because now he's a skeleton. Worse. Now he's a skeleton and he's very hot. <laughs> you can't touch him. But yeah, it's it's such a good human moment that we remember that she's not this machine. Like we yeah. just saw her do all these terrible things to people who very in various degrees have it coming. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel bad that the doctor got his arm broke. No, fuck him. Um and I definitely don't feel bad for Licky. No, he um, can eat shit. Yeah, he can eat Human shit, shit. But you do need to kind of buy back her vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. you do it you do it right here. And then the orderlies get her, and I love Arnold's casual power. When he so good. Him. That's what I want Captain America's power level to be. Yeah, to just <laughs> just pick yeah, up grown men with him. one arm by like the scruff of their neck and yeah. just throwing them across the but room. Like, he's all, the fact that he's like in no rush yeah. too. Yeah. He's like, I'll get there. Like John's <laughs> screaming. He's like, Yeah, I'll get there. I'll I'll get. They're fine. She's fine. They won't get far. They won't get very far. They're tackling your mother. I won't let him stab her butt. <laughs> and then and then guy gets thrown so hard he bends the iron bars of a cage. Love that shit. Another dude mm-hmm. annihilates a glass window. This is like, yeah, this is the only time where you're like, damn, wish Licky was there. Yes. <laughs> Would have really liked to see that guy go the, through the a window. The only time anyone wanted him in a scene. <laughs> hey, Licky. Or just pummeled a little bit more. Yeah. Just hurt more. Just like a boot stomp. And then Something. we just we established that his rib cage is powered. He definitely could have like limped out. For this part, just yeah. to get kicked in the face, <laughs> at the very least. Someone gets thrown into him. Yeah, something. Turns a corner Fuck and the lady's guy. cast hits him. Uh, she's flying back. Yes. I love that. Um, T-1000 walking through the fence and getting his head shot half. Still look amazing. Still yeah. Looks, that looks both those effects awesome. look great. Going through the gate is, like, maybe the best effect in this. Besides maybe at the very end when he's, like, blown apart and it's, like, screaming. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> but, like, this effect is crazy good. Mm-hmm. And it's, and again, it, it's still grounded in reality when the gun gets caught. Mm-hmm. Like, just mm-hmm. to remind you, there are still rules. He does yeah. have, he does have, he may not have weaknesses, yeah. but he has limitations. Yeah. Well, like, he, if he doesn't have a gun, he's not going to be able to shoot you. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah, he might be able to make a, a lance to cover some distance, but they, mm-hmm. that is a limit, you know. Yeah, if he ever figures out how to just sh- turn into a lance and shoot himself across the room, we are in trouble. <laughs> we are, we are fucking dead. <laughs> That's over. Send three Arnolds. It's not going to be enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so then they get to the elevator. They shoot his head in half. Glorious practical. Yeah, it looks fucking great. Looks awesome. And then he puts himself back together. And you're like, what the fuck are they going to do now? This <laughs> sucks. The sword, like the knife hand through the top of the elevator, the whole ride. It's like a lot that. of faith in an elevator. It is a lot of faith in an elevator. I'd be like, those those doors are coming right open again. It's gonna stop for me. I'm gonna hit the wrong button. I'm gonna hit the open door open button. <laughs> I'm gonna accidentally stop it. I'm gonna hit the emergency button. I'm gonna hit first floor, not garage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. G two. Fuck. Yeah, and then as you're running outside where there's no cars, it fucking poops itself into the elevator, and then you're fucked. <laughs> I use that absolutely dead. same verbiage too. <laughs> poops. It. Yeah, I have, I have two of those. Um, it does in the dump itself in there. Huh? I love how ride or die she is. She grabs a gun and helps out. Probably gave away her position within the elevator, but and we know for a fact the bullets are doing nothing. Yeah, no, not but a damn thing. All they like have to do barely is just, slowing it. All they have to do is hope that they don't get ceiling stabbed. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like that's the best thing about. Until he gets like the grenade launcher. Really, all the bullets in this movie are just like b- buying microseconds yeah. to like hopefully it stumbles for yeah. a moment. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully T1000 will dramatically rear back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And really That's make it. a meal out of it. Yeah, so we That's can... it. 
dramatically. Uh, so then we have the car chase, and I love the little body hanging from the back of the car. And I, they take the corner, and it's just that stiff dummy. So fucking good. Oh. I love it. Once again, love it. Love the dummy work. It's adorable. It's, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, once again, he's terrifying running. And then, yeah, he gets the, the Turning the knife hands into, like, claws. No, thank you. Yeah. I hate that. Just love Not the, a fan. the metal sounds when he's, like, rolling and it's ting, 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 ting. Yeah. Ting. Yeah, that's, that's so touch. good. So good. And those, those like, little practical little claw boys, they look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a little flaily, but they look good. <laughs> I like it. And then, uh, again, we learn a new thing about T-1000 when John throws yeah. the leftover piece and it just mm-hmm. shooks up into his foot. I love that. And we had no idea it was going to get a thousand times better at the yeah. end when he pulls himself together. That's so cool. Um, the rear projection has not aged great. Mm-mm. I don't know if that's HD or what. I Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I think, I mean, they still, yeah, I guess anytime that's... anyone does it now, it's like a throwback thing. I mean, I think the, the problem is, is, again, like, the lighting and the cinematography is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's so crisp. Yeah. That when you see that flat to Dennis, yeah, it really calls attention to itself. Yeah, it's, it's there. I was like, oh, that all the VFX I thought were going to be garbage weren't, and then this one, I'm like, this is just a driving scene, and it looks the worst in it. Well, that's like you didn't but, put the you just didn't yeah. put the same amount of thought into it as you did everything else. I wonder that if it, you knew was going to be complicated. Do you, you think know? it was added later or? Maybe like a reshoot. Like I we think, need, we need a human moment in the car. Oh, I mean, it could have been like a cheapy reshoot. Maybe I don't know. Because I, I do love how she's, she's like John. What are you doing co- coming here with stupid? She cares more about the mission, and he just needed a mom. Yeah. Like, he need to oh, I mean, I, I, I hope this moment wasn't a reshoot because it's the most important for their relationship. Yeah. When <laughs> she grabs him. And he thinks they're hugging, and she's checking him for wounds. Yeah, <laughs> and then she yeah. yells at him. I mean, I when I you know, I'm, I'm 36, and I was sitting there, and I was watching this, and she's yelling at him, and I just well, all of a sudden I was like eight years old mm-hmm. trying to help, <laughs> and my parents are yelling at yeah. me for being in the way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it's so good, and then you can see both of them. You this moment where they both feel massively responsible and guilty about what happened to the other one. Yeah. You know, it's like if Sarah wasn't his mom, she gets to have a normal life up until 1997. Yeah. And then, you know, if if she wasn't this person, if she handled it a little bit better, maybe John doesn't grow up in the system and, you know, mm-hmm. she could have been there. Yeah. And it's it's so good. And the only reason I noticed the rear projection, and I almost didn't want to bring it up so no one else would see it, <laughs> yeah. is, is because I've watched this movie 20 times and I'm, like, looking for other stuff yeah, now yeah, for yeah, this yeah. podcast. Absolutely. And it's... Um, a great scene, just something that that did catch my eye. Yeah, no, it's a great emotional scene, and a, yeah, it, it probably isn't a, a reshoot, just in the fact of like yeah. how much emotional work is done in it. Yeah, uh, they basically let like a couple of the assistants and interns be like, "Yeah, let's get a camera." Yeah, and you guys just drive down the street and just like get us some for rear projection. Let's and, do it, guys. And then they did, it and James Cameron's like, "I should have made Greenberg do it." <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> It's also oh, wow. probably just like everyone was doing it. It's yeah, like so yeah. I think scheme. it's also very much of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would be like doing like, like you do like poor man's now, mm-hmm. like instead of rear projection, which I feel like is like weirdly more effective now to just like have a black background and just like occasionally have lights flash by. Yeah, it feels like yeah. a little bit more realistic. That might have worked, but 
But again, I'm I, I, I'm harping on something that I, I is is the fifth most important thing in that scene. I mean, yeah. it's just it it's noticeable because you're looking for things, and then also this is such like a technical movie, and then so like when it's something that isn't quite up to like the top notch standard of everything else, you're like, huh, mm. weird. That, well, our, did they run out of money? Yeah. Well, they're like lo- lo- looking at the budget. It's like okay, so we can. We can we can set up the car rig, get the car on the trailer, yeah. and drag it through and do the scene. Yeah. Or you can blow up three more cop cars at I, Cyberdyne. I'm and guessing they made the right decision. Yeah, I, it's probably a budget thing. It also like once again, like I said, it's probably just it was a standard of the time. Yeah. So it was like, why put more? You know, why put more thought into this? Yeah, I mean, I'm when, sure I'm sure James Cameron was like, what are they gonna remember? The guy rising from the floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or the rear projection. Yeah. We got you, James. Yeah. So in the end, fuck us. Yeah, that, that, pretty much. That's kind of where I was yeah, going for the most part. Um, so then we get to the patching up sequence, and I really love like the little zags where they're like patching up Arnold like he's a person instead yeah. of letting his flesh rot like they do in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, that that whole sequence is really great. Uh, him like that that like transition of him just standing yeah. at the window is so good because like you do. They they provide reminders throughout this to that you're like oh yeah he's a robot he is like unblinking un mm-hmm. like un can't sleep doesn't need anything like it it's nice to have that reminder there and like because it's unsettling too mm-hmm. so you it's like kind of like it's a reminder yeah and like that situation is like more like her seeing that and being reminded of like fuck yeah because they just had the scene where she's pulling bullets out of yeah he patches her up he sews up her wound you have these very human moments and then then... they pull they're pulling bullets out of flesh Mm -hmm. they're stopping blood from flowing they're putting bandages over it yeah and he's like oh well i'll take watch because you know i don't have to sleep because i'm a robot yeah it doesn't move and it's really well done yeah it's it's such a a simple external shot of sun yeah exactly we could do that or we could also tell more character stuff yeah exactly yeah that's like you know that that's like a Mm -hmm. lesson edgar wright for example took to heart like the idea of transitions as character moments as well Mm -hmm. you know um yeah there there should be no part of your movie where you're not giving the audience more yeah yeah um so they're on the drive this is this comes back to my bad to the bone question. Was no problemo ever cool? No, but I like I will also it's, say he's ten. Use it a lot. <laughs> so, use it a lot. No problemo. I was like he's teaching him the lamest of catchphrases. He is but... teaching him like also like really though. He would be like teaching him how to curse, right? Because like, mean, can you imagine? Like, well, not in front of his mom. Chill out, dickwad. More. <laughs> I will say I do would like to use dickwad more. <laughs> I like I I would like to use that more. I no problemo. No, it was never cool. I don't think. I did notice uh, more and more, and I, I used it a few times on the drive to the podcast studio. Yes, of just calling people a wad. Yes, <laughs> a wad. Drive faster, you fucking wad. I do like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Just putting that up there if anyone needs to use it. Hear that? Hint? Yeah, Jeez. just go full wad. Bone yeah. up on your wads. Go bone wad up on your calling. wads, guys. Just uh, I'm calling for a, a wider wad dispersal. <laughs> A scatter shot of wad. Yeah, let's get the wads out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I, just, I don't know if I've ever heard no problemo used earnestly. Like anytime someone uses it, like even like old movies, it sounds like something like Bill Paxton would say in Predator Two. It's like a just to be a dickhead. business guy. Yeah, 
Yeah. No yeah. problemo. No problemo. Yeah. L is from Die Hard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> probably yeah. used probably used no problemo with no irony. After he's been asked to get a bunch of coke. Yeah. He's like, no problemo. Hey, uh, Anderson's got food poisoning. Can you lead the can you lead the sales pitch? No problemo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just walks in there. And he's like, who here's not afraid to make some fucking money? <laughs> Flips the table. Hey, chill out, dickwad. Hostile awake. <laughs> Hostile awake. Oh! Okay, so uh, uh, whatever co- bungled that. Whatever coke he did before this meeting was too much coke. We know that now. <laughs> Sorry, I I love that you said the wrong hosta, and I liked it a lot. Wait, what does hasta la vista actually mean? See you later. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's hasta luego? I think it's also a goodbye. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, yeah, hasta see. Like, yeah. It's just like less <laughs> like, on, less internet. formal, I suppose. It's fine. Also, look up problemo. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, it just means bye. So long. <laughs> goodbye. I love it. All right. Let, uh, let's let it not be said you don't learn lessons here on Climax. <laughs> yeah. We get to the prepper camp. Uh, I'm genuinely surprised none of us have tried to pick up any of our friend's children's the way Arnold does when he picks up the kid <laughs> by the like back that. of the overalls. I love that. That's efficient. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'm going to start as baby gifts giving them overalls. So just so I have that Just option. so you can have the handle. <laughs> yeah. Toddler handle. That. Mm-hmm. I, I bought your child overalls so I can handle it. <laughs> it's fine. And then that's just how I stopped getting invited to stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Um, the gun safe and then the fixing of the car, yeah, are the are to me the transitory moments for Arnold, going from a killer robot to like a character. Sure, like yeah. he picks up the <laughs> minigun and he smirks. Yeah, and then he and John kind of have like a heart to heart. And I don't know if any of you noticed, but there are times where John kind of sounds like he's not part of the audioscape, or maybe the lips are a little off. It's because his voice changed during filming. So they went back and That's made crazy. him redub a bunch of his lines, but they left his voice pre-puberty change here because Cameron was like, A, I think it's too important to leave that up to chance. Yeah. And B, he sounds more like a kid and more vulnerable here anyway. Yeah, yeah it's sure. Good. You know what? I I didn't really notice that. No. I mean, I guess if I went back through knowing that, it would probably I mean, it's always kind of squeaky, obvious, but... but... Yeah. Um, but the... yeah, like we mentioned earlier where Sarah is kind of in machine mode when she yeah. leaves to kill Dyson and then Arnold becomes a human comes back to humanity way before she does. Yeah. And it's here. Moment, it's yeah. these moments. And it's I like, sorry, you <laughs> I have a theory that he kind of wanted, led her to believe that, to kill him. I have very detailed files. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I think he just doesn't have any of that guile. I think he's just <laughs> straight up like, here's what I have. Like he goes, Wolfie's fine. Where are you? Your parents are dead. And he hangs up the phone. He like just moves on. Like, yeah, yeah. We could have. He could have delayed more though. He could have been like, "Okay, we're on our way home. We'll be there in an hour. That's another hour." Yeah. But instead, T one thousand knows that he's onto them. Yeah. I have relevant information about Miles Bennett Dyson. <laughs> yeah. No. He. I'll. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. I just asked about Skynet, and you just <laughs> and you just told me everything. I mean, I'll. I, I agree. You said with Bennett you. Weird. the way Arnold said it. <laughs> the way Arnold said. I have detailed files. <laughs> Bennett. Because he's like, he's like, maybe, maybe John Connor whispered that to me. Yeah. <laughs> to, to maybe kill Dyson. It's but, fine. It's um, not a big deal. But yeah, so you, you have this, you really have this great moment of Arnold, why do you cry? 
Why you cry? Yeah, and like between that, why and you like, cry? And, and everything that comes after this, that is how you end up on the AFI's top villains and top heroes list. Yeah, sure. is this kind of scene right here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, it was really, it was really well done. Again, I think a lesser director, I think a less experienced editor, I think it gets cut. You know, yeah, and I think it's super important. Oh, this is a good question because I had this similar feeling. Do you think that her voiceover is necessary I at any point? Literally, my next bullet point. Yeah. Yeah, like this one is like this one especially because you see, I feel like he's doing all the emotional work on the screen. Like if it mm-hmm. was just her watching this happen without the voiceover, I feel like it's equally effective. I mean, I don't, isn't it? You 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 miss the thing where it's like he's the best father John's ever had. Sure. Yeah. You know, he'll never leave. He'll never quit on him. He'll never say he's too tired. He'll never he'll not get have drunk. Time yeah. Him. And it's, I don't know who else she would say that to. Cause she can't say that to John. Yeah. She can't say that to Arnold. I don't know if you have to say it. I mean, they've set up a lot of this stuff already. Like the fact that he had like a string of shitty dad, like, like step, like temporary fathers and stuff like that. I don't know. I guess it's like, it feels like to me, like it's one of those moments that's kind of obvious that like maybe they had to cut some time and they were like, we need to get to the, especially at the end as well. So when, like, you know, when, like at the end when she shakes his hand before he steps into the lava yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Do you think you could get there without, with what we have, if you remove the, yeah. the voiceover? I mean, I think that you could, I think that that's the weird thing is like, I feel like that he's done a lot of the stuff in terms of setup. Mm-hmm. And I think if you were to mute it, I think visually you're in this scene in particular, I think you're getting that emotion from the way she's like, the way things are slowing down, the way that she's looking at them, like that kind of stuff. And then her decision to leave on top of that. Like, I, I think you're insinuating that, but like, I don't know. In in the, in the director's cut in the original version of this movie, Michael Bind shows up as a vision three or four times. Yeah. And I think if they had left it in where he's at the hospital and he's like, mm-hmm. you have to find our son, Sarah. Yeah. If they left that in and if that would have been the scene where she's at the picnic table mm-hmm. and she's like carving no future. Yeah. And then the or camera no pulls back yeah. and Michael mm-hmm. Bine is sitting across from her. Yeah. And Something he's like, like that. he's the best father our kids ever had. They'll never. Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, you know, been. Sarah, you have to do blank or like set yeah. up or try to talk her out of killing Dyson. Yeah. You know, however you want to play that scene. There's a yeah. lot of different ways you could do it well. But maybe if they did it like that, where instead of her narration, yeah, it's her talking to the ghost of Reese. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I mean, look at us. We did this movie without doing the first Terminator. Yeah. This one made five hundred million dollars to seventy-eight million. Oh yeah, absolutely. Way more people saw this movie, and you kind of wonder if putting Kyle in there was a huge bump on like the audience. I'm wondering if it was, and that's kind of like I'm wondering if these probably. I get the sense that these voiceovers were not initially planned and they're probably a thing of cutting and probably a lot of it is probably cutting the Kyle Reese stuff and kind of like filling in those gaps or making stuff more explicit because you're a sequel maybe yeah. for people. So I, I understand why it's here. I don't know if it's a hundred percent necessary, but I could definitely see like the studio we, note. For we sure. absolutely would have got there the way we read into stuff, but yeah. like maybe not the average. Yeah, exactly. So dollar. like I, I I could see either way, but I that was kind of a thing that I was like I don't know, like well what would it be like if it wasn't here? <laughs> so like I I don't know. I I think it would have been fine, but like I totally understand. Or like, I don't know if she needed like 
don't know how they would have gotten it at that prepper camp. Sure. But, like, some kind of files on Dyson where, like, she makes that choice. But yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, when you see her play with the kid, it's, I don't know. Maybe if we would have gotten more time with Enrique. Yeah. Maybe. Um, and his family. And then she's kind of juxtaposing. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, It's definitely a time saver. It's definitely, like, notes. Yeah. It, like, it's a result of, like, studio notes, probably to cut down the time, probably for clarification. Like, we're you know, over romanticizing it when it's probably a, a much more clinical decision. Yeah. I mean, was, the editor you know? was like, this is what we got. I yeah. mean, I don't like, know. We just don't have the footage. You can, if pu- you want to do something else or, it, or it, it, it drags it to a stop. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a, a reminder of too. what we're fighting for is the, the vision of LA blowing up. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's, it's exactly, it's such a good knockdown from the setup of her describing the dream. Yeah. You know, yeah. like their skin, like peeling off like leaves and it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's everything she said it was, uh, more twins. Yes. Twins are there. Once again. And then her <laughs> basically turning into carbon and exploding mm-hmm. is, it's all practical and it's, it's so real good. and it looks so good and it's the miniatures. It's like, you can touch it. Like yeah. you can touch her when she's screaming and on fire and it's it like, holy awful. shit. Yeah. They just never shy away from those moments. It's so much it more visceral. Interesting, yeah. Also, her hair is great yeah. in the flashback. <laughs> she looks great. She looks 1984 as fuck. She sure as fuck does, yeah. Um, but this movie, I mean, Cameron and then Spielberg also does this really well, is the elements of horror in their mm-hmm. movie, no matter what they're shooting. Like, the first T-Rex attack in Jurassic Park is shot like a horror movie. Yeah. And, like, T-1000 stalking them is shot like a horror movie. They mm-hmm. have machine guns. And yeah. it's still a fucking horror movie. Yeah. Like... It makes, it's terrifying. I hate it. Oh, also, I just wanted to mention, I, I mean, we all know this, but, like, throughout this whole movie, Sarah Connor's tank top game, real strong. Mm-hmm. No one's looked better in a tank top. She has her but black get-up now. Not to, be our, not to be our usual horny selves, <laughs> but Linda Hamilton was... I, I, I held it for two hours. I really thought when we didn't bring up Naked Arnold, we got past it. Oh, I had so much <laughs> notes about his dog. Yeah. I did read that they had to do, they had to remove uh, Robert Patrick's dong because he was straight up nude. Arnold wasn't nude in those scenes, but he was. I don't know why. I guess he was just like, I gotta be naked. Uh, yeah. So in case the Hinchies didn't notice, we were talking about this beforehand, but... In listening to some of our previous episodes, we realized that we're just, like, real horny in this show. <laughs> For, like, everyone. Everyone. Guys, Mostly Channing girls, Tatum. Channing Tatum especially <laughs> is really... It's about respect. <laughs> it's about respect. Okay. We respect the work he puts in as an it's actor. Not, it's not It's not like, uh, we're going to fuck all these people thing. No. It's no. about respect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, It'd be weird if we didn't bring it up. (laughs) Weird. Anyway, she looks great in tank tops, killing it. Love it. That's Uh it. That's all I wanted to say. I thought it was for smithing. That's it. So they go to Dyson's house, which is in Malibu. Yeah. Um, I knew people whose homes were done. Can we just call him Bennett? Bennett. (laughs) Bennett. Miles Bennett. No, he's Miles. You're right. They brought back the fucking glass cubes. Oh, so good. As, as, as seen all over Commando. Yeah. Yep. Mm, so good. And uh, it's just ultra hip early 90s. Kids, if you're ever wondering what the early 90s homes look like, they looked a lot like Dyson's mm-hmm. house. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so then I brought this up earlier, but this great moment when Sarah has the gun on Dyson and almost the end justifies the means the futures. And you kind of see how close she becomes to becoming a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then her realization when she sees uh, his wife and child. Yeah. And Brave to, kid. Yeah. 
Yeah, no shit. Tell her my dad lays over him. It's a hell of a move. Oh, I was also going to say, and, and this scene and then the previous scenes as well. This is like the first, not to get off the emotional thing, sorry. Uh, this is like the first movie that I can remember really seeing where it felt like gun porn. Yeah. Where it was like, <laughs> these are cool fucking guns. guns. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, they yeah. were like, like I, that I distinctly remember them like picking up stuff and be like the mini gun and like, <laughs> and the sniper rifle. And you're like, rocket or the little grenade cool. launcher. Yeah. yeah. Check, he checks that China beach grenade launcher is like, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Like it's like the first movie I remember seeing where I was like, I would like to know what kind of gun that is. Dad, what kind of gun is that? <laughs> what kind of gun is the Terminator use? Dad, you watch the military channel. <laughs> what kind of gun is that? Yeah, no. Cameron likes his tech. I mean, he does, Aliens yeah. almost has the has the gun porny, tech porny. Sorta. Yeah, even though it, they don't exist in real yeah. life, like it does have that feel too. Yeah, like her strapping everything together at the end. You're like, that's fucking cool. Well, I mean, it's like there's literally showcases for each one. Like, yeah, that which yeah. that what, that's in them. 16 does not make that sound <laughs> as it, it fucks up right. the Dyson's house. There's uh-huh. there's literally there's like, hey. You know what's cool? Miniguns. And we're going to show you for 90 seconds. Remember when miniguns were like the thing? It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was the Eagle Claw when when you're trying to up each other. Yeah. Mm. That was like, I remember, that was like the 90s in general. The extreme era of the 90s was like the minigun. final form. Yeah. That was like the (laughs) ultimate thing every time. So we got a minigun. I'd like to think Arnold pulled Cameron aside. He's like, you know how I'm in Predator? Jesse Ventura, he got the minigun, and I never got the... I, Not this I should, time. I should get the minigun. This like the whole, no one else should have the minigun. It should be my minigun. I want to blow and stuff and up. I'm shooting cop cars. I won't kill them. It's fine. But I'm just like shooting people out of a second story window. <laughs> it's fine. You can use a visor thing to make it look like I'm not killing them. It's whatever. It's fine. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But it, it feels like I should have it, though. Unless they have, like, second-degree burns from the exploding cars. And it it runs out too fast because in it's Predator. Like, it's like a really big gun, but I'm holding it like it's a child's toy. It weighs nothing to me. I mean, that's just real life. <laughs> People need Perfect. to know. People need Nailed to know it. how strong I am. Um, how the fuck do they do that robot arm reveal? I don't know. I don't see it's where the seams are. Slightly it, I, bigger. I mean, you could see it. Is it like he? Is it someone? Is it like they're hiding his arm when, somehow? When when Jeanette yeah. when Jeanette's knife hand turns into a human hand yes. after she unsticks Ralph from the wall, yeah, that very much looks like a rear like someone's hand in front of her, mm-hmm. okay, like yeah. turning human. Like yeah. it looks like it's not a part of the scene. I don't know how they did this because it does not have that kind of this film. Is, that this patina. is one of those moments where you're like, like when they wrote the script, like this is like one of those moments that. Once again, for me, like another iconic moment. This is clearly a thing that Cameron from the beginning was like, mm-hmm. this is like, we're putting a lot of effort into this one. So who the fuck knows how they did it? I have no idea. But yeah, it's like one of the few practical things you're like, this is baffling. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's really impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's something on the, the Blu-ray that I'm sure. goes into it. Yeah. I refuse to look it up because I want to keep living in Movie magic. <laughs> like, how the fuck did he do that? I have no idea. But He's like, a real the, Terminator. Like, the amount of testing that must have gone into, yeah. like, having it pull off, like, so evenly. And, like, it... I Like, like in Mission Impossible movies, when they take off the rubber mask, yeah. there's definitely a moment where it's... Yeah, switching from the person yeah, to the mask. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's the guy's face and then a mask time. over whoever it's going to be. Yeah. There's... Uh, even when it's seamless. Yeah. Like, it's the just one frame. One. Like, you can tell. Yeah. It's like that one little, like... Eh. 
that it's jump. one frame and then the next frame it's different. Yeah, but like I don't know how they did it. I don't know. Also, how dumb is it that Wolf Blitzers and Fallout? I just want to say that. It's not a big deal. I love that movie. That one thing took me out of it. Sorry. It's a note. It's the only thing that makes sense. It. Who else is going to tell you the Vatican's been nuked? Right. Who else would you believe? Guess. I fucking guess. I don't know. Anyone. Why would Simon you make that Pegg up? as Wolf Blitzers. Old Helm Hammerhands. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. So we're at the house. And uh, I kind of realized something about myself is I hate time travel movies because the heroes can never make choices. They have to go down a checklist to make stuff happen. Sure. And like back to the future gets a pass because Marty does change stuff and he comes back and his world's better. Yeah. Like he doesn't come back to the, the 1985 that he was in. Yeah. Which uh, I think helps me really like those movies. And in this movie where they're just like, well, won't that affect the future? Yeah. Yeah. It'll affect it a lot. That's why we're doing it. Yeah, please. And let's do that. You know, it's, it's, I, I never realized just how much I just hate time travel as a concept because it really prevents characters from doing stuff. You mean like, unless it's like specifically we need to change the yeah. future. Like, yeah. but how many yeah. times are the, like how many times it's, it's always, it is weirdly rare because like, I feel like, yeah, a lot of, ironically, a lot of time travel movies are just like, we can't possibly change the future. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, I totally understand that. I, I definitely get that. It's uh I mean, it's my same problem with any kind of prequel or something is it's it's just a checklist you sure anything that's going to happen i know it's going to happen because it has to fill these spots and then this movie is just like fuck it <laughs> yeah no i i like that it, it, it's not hindered in any way by like having to hit a certain point like it's just like we're riffing off the original and then we can basically do whatever we want for the most part um but yeah it's uh i totally get that and then just shout out to Joe Morton as Miles Dyson. And oh, fantastic. And as Murkerson as Teresa Dyson as they learn uh, about the future. By the way, they're they fucking it. chill about it. Like, I think they it's are fucking chill. Yeah, it's because in their eyes they're having a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just want to call it a neat bit where uh, John and Sarah sit the same way when Arnold is telling Dyson how it all plays out. Yeah. They both sit on top of like a table with like the, and their legs across yeah. the same way. That's yeah. like, that's... It's what happens when everyone on the set gives a shit, guys. That's what that looks like. It's those little, yeah, it's yeah. those little details. It's great. Um, so Cyberdyne is in Fremont, California, mm-hmm. which is in Silicon Valley. Okay. I just, James Cameron's a madman. Like, he could have shot that at any fucking office Literally building anywhere in Los Angeles. Yeah. And he's like, now we got to go up there so it's right. Let's get up there and fuck their shit up. Um, if you look it up, I, I, I looked up where was Cyberdyne Technologies. Yes. And it gave me an address, and then I just punched in the address into Google Maps. Yeah. On Google Maps, it's still labeled as Cyberdyne Technology. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like on Google Maps, it's called Cyberdyne Technology. That's so good. Because Skynet wants you to know it's. I'm there. sure if you look up Nakatomi, it probably is still Nakatomi. <sighs> it better. I'm sure. Um, I'll confirm. <laughs> so they get there, and uh, they try their hardest to keep these poor security guards out of it. <laughs> they really do. I do appreciate that they like before things get weird, like. That they were like, okay, we're trying yeah. to keep you alive. Well, it's also like they do a good job of like, especially with this guy, like Miles knows these mm-hmm. people in the building, so he definitely doesn't want to murder them. Like, then he should have known that there was two guards on duty. Son of a bitch. Oh, hey, Carl, right? 
I'm just going to take these guys up to the it's secure fine. wing with the cybernetic technology. Not a big it's deal. Not, it's whatever. <laughs> it's know, whatever. You know I can't do that without written authorization gun. 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 Guns. Immediately guns. They knew when to pull them, though. Like, yeah, this, they, they held out. This is not going anywhere. And then I love the second guy. I was like, you can't leave the front desk unattended. You're going to go in there. You're going to yell at someone on the on the shitter. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's why he was going back. And, like, you could tell, like, it is. he's like, oh, I can't wait to just tear into someone. And they can't do anything about it because I'm absolutely right. <laughs> and then he's tied to a urinal. He's like, fuck. Like, oh, damn it. And then he leaves him there. Yeah, and then he leaves him there. Which as to you trigger would. the alarm, I guess. I guess well, no, I mean that guy. Get, like that guy gets. It's like I'll call the cops. It'll come back for you. Yeah, I'll come back for you. I know. I know. If I bend down to untie you, we're gonna get shot by whoever's here. <laughs> this is a trap. I've seen this movie. This is definitely a trap. <laughs> and right both now. those guys got out. Again, Mook Genius Award candidates. <laughs> they did. Yeah, those guys got out of there. Yeah, they, they called the cops and then they bailed. That's doing I your love, job well. Just send everything you got. <laughs> it's the guy. It's the guy who shot all those cops. It's the guy. <laughs> Send all the cops so we can shoot them. Uh, nice to have a robot to go through the poisonous gas. Oh, so good. You set out the fire alarms. Yeah. John uses his hacking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John gets to use his hacking. There's two uh, There's two great knockdowns from earlier setups. John's hacking machine mm-hmm. and uh, Arnold learning where the keys are. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that too. Down. That's a great one. Uh, and then we have a guest appearance uh, uh, from Hank Schrader of Breaking yeah. Bad fame. As the, as, as the fallback SWAT cop. Yeah, as the lead, the SWAT team leader. Yeah. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Fallback! Fallback! Oh, we, we're kind of skipping around, but... Uh, we're jumping Oh, we are, yes, but it's fine. Um, also, just like... I was like, holy shit, they completely just mowed down that unarmed black guy. Yeah. No, those. Listen, I, I mean, I guess, I guess they did pull a gun. Well, he didn't pull a gun in, in the in their defense. They all got there and they're like, "Come out with your hands up." Yes. And Arnold shot all of their cars. That's true. <laughs> with a minigun and a grenade launcher. It is a good point. Arnold escalated things to the point to where, yeah, yeah Miles in there. Bennett Dyson. I don't know what shot. his plan was. He was like, "Well, without the cars, they can't come in." Uh, no. No, bud. No, they'll send them in. In his defense, when T-1000 showed up, he tried to go up the stairs on the motorcycle. <laughs> so maybe Arnold knew something about tactics that we don't. You know what's so funny? I that That's like one cutaway scene of him just going up the stairs. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> and, and he found the one entrance and the one stairwell. No cops were yeah. looking at like. <laughs> oh, man. Again, I maybe I'm questioning something that they thought through. And I was like, no, they'll drive the cars up the stairs. I gotta stop. <laughs> we that. must destroy it. <laughs> um, yeah, police. How police? How many? All of them, I think. Uh, for a while, there was like this Terminator Two Twitter bot that would just at random respond to people, and it responded to me a few times. Oh, yeah. Like one time, I was like, hey, does anyone know why there's a ton of cops at like Oakhurst and Fairfax? Yeah, and it just tweeted at me. I'll take care of the police. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's such a good bot. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I hope, I hope probably still shut out there. down by the cops because you can't threaten yeah. police. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I, This whole sequence is really great. Like, the minigun is so much fun. So many cops are definitely dead. Despite the fact that he's not. The at the very least. PA system. That's a damn minigun. Yeah, at, at the very least, there's like some third degree burns from their exploding cars. Like, I mean, shrapnel. I, I mean, I got a... I gotta think that standing on like the second floor window, yeah, and, and grenade launching cop yeah. cars is probably the most fun thing you can do. <laughs> it's the coolest thing that has yeah. ever been done. I I love that. But like, then you get down into that when they get down the the stair, the elevator finally into that tear gas sequence. 
That's so the fucking good. I, so good. I just want to give a shout out because I forgot how much I love 90s SWAT teams. Yes. Because they just wear like black or navy blue. They're yeah. not all, they're not, they don't wear camo like SWAT teams do now. Yeah. Which makes well, no fucking sense. because they weren't military back then. Yeah. So it was not all tactical. They always wear like big puffy vests. Yeah. yeah. And casual then gas masks. Casual canvas. And then MP5s. Yeah. And shotguns with folding stocks. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's three eras of SWAT teams. There's uh, 70s and 80s SWAT teams where they wear knit caps and turtlenecks, and they always just have rope for some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they have, yes. like, Uzis and shit. Yeah. And then you have the 90s SWAT teams, which look all like this. Yeah. And then I think I found where it changed. Where? Is in the remake of the Assault on Precinct 13. Okay. Is the SWAT teams in that look like military guys. Okay, and yeah. And after that, every SWAT team looks like they're wearing, like, the, the they tactical They start to get the helmets. With, like, or, like, like, the, like the, the M16, like, they can yeah. put, like, 18 clips in there. the helmets instead of the yeah. caps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Reason? It's like, the, what does SWAT look like in Bad Boys? The original Bad Boys. TNT? No, in the <laughs> oh, original, because TNT's only oh. in the second, you know, do they only in Bad Boys sh- does the SWAT two. team show up in the second? I'm trying to think if the SWAT, the SWAT must show up. I mean, maybe the, they don't. At the end, I think it's just them pulling vests and shotguns out of the backs <laughs> yeah, of the trunks of their cars. I was just going to say, I was like, I guess if there's any moment to where maybe it would also have changed. I feel like Michael Bay would have brought it, but, the, the first time but maybe I, the SWAT doesn't show up in the first one. The first I time remember. I remember seeing SWAT teams and I'm like, they look like military guys, <laughs> was Assault on Precinct 13 with I Ethan believe Hawk. that. Yeah. But I god damn it, I love a '90s SWAT team. So good. Um, but he like dismantles them. The way he like casually dismantles them through this sequence is so satisfying, and is like the one time where you're like, okay, I see him actively not killing people. And like, and, and again, how lucky do you think the guys are who just got tear gassed? Oh, so lucky. Yeah. They like you have a bruised sternum. Well, maybe a shattered sternum. I don't know how that goes, but like. You, yeah, you lucked out. Well, it's like sure. one of my favorite, like, it's like th- two seconds in Akira. Yeah. When the riot cops are hitting the protesters and, like, yeah. one protester stumbles out of, like, the, the tear gas. Yeah. And the cop just turns and casually shoots him in the chest and knocks <laughs> him back into the cloud. <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, that looks terrible. But the guy, oh, who's, that was... the guy who's running yeah. and takes it in the back. That yeah. sucks. And he, he flies, flies He flies almost as far as the orderly Sarah Connor pushed. <laughs> But he flies face first, like slides. I love that shit. When he also when he casually is removing masks, so good. Shout out, shout out to the uniformed cop who heroically collided with a colleague trying to escape the gas. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a cop. He's like a guy cop, and I think he collides with a woman cop. Yeah, and he's trying to escape. And at first, I was like, oh, I don't know why he's jumping on top of her. Like it's an explosion. Yeah, it's just no. gas. And then I watched it again. It's like, oh no, he's cowardly trying to run through her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout out to that guy. Oh, that one of the he, best. When he gets the keys to the truck, and then comes in, and there's that wide shot in the lobby <laughs> of all the cops trying to he, limp out of the yeah, way. So fucking it's just good. So great. <laughs> oh shit! And they <laughs> think they're like, all right, let's lick our wounds. Let's limp <sighs> out of here. Oh no, there's a truck coming hopefully the 50 cops outside stopped him and then the car just runs through nope i i this is like crazy because like i'm always like this is basically from this moment on from the time the swat team shows up until the end of the movie one action sequence that is just one action sequence that like transitions into like with three acts yeah but it is like that's fucking nuts. Act one's the yeah. Siege of Cyberdyne. Yes. Act two's the chase. Act three's the foundry. It's so good. And like, that is so much action. And I feel like that, 
It's all different. Yes. It's, it's all, all different, different action too. Like there's clear like differences to each act. And it's like, this is so fucking good. Yeah. The first one is our heroes. They're outnumbered. Yeah. But they have a Terminator. Yes. And then the second one is again, a return to the, the inherent drama of big car, little car. <laughs> <laughs> and then the well, third one is a, is a horror movie and a hand to hand fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. But yeah, so he drives the truck through, picks them up, and then <laughs> finally the T-1000 gets the game. <laughs> <laughs> it finally gets up the stairs. Finally. <laughs> on his motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> I feel that was a little bit reverse engineered. Of yeah. How does he get to the helicopter? It did yeah. feel like, it, that. once again, that feels like a cool moment James Cameron had like in his mind. And they're like, well, yeah, let's stick the motorcycle. Just take the motorcycle up there. Wouldn't he like, pass the SWAT team? Uh, they probably took the elevator. Yeah, they probably. Yeah, no, no, those guys took the elevator. Don't be dumb. Yeah, we, we can't just have him like jump onto a helicopter. That's we've seen that before. Listen, Hank Schrader works harder, not smart, or smarter, not harder. <laughs> it's so true. Or maybe he did pass. I'm like, oh, good. The elite motorcycle course here. Get them, boys. The motorcycle SWAT's here. Again, Arnold knows something we don't. That's why he disabled all the vehicles. It does. It uh, it also does smack of a little bit of reverse engineering. It's like, why don't they just follow them to the foundry? It's because all the cops, all the cars were exploded. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, it, well, oh, yeah, they're, 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 he definitely blows up all the cars because it's cool and because they can't this possibly is, this be This is before the, the LAPD had more than one helicopter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, this, this shootout is very different today. Absolutely. Yeah. There are definitely vehicles out there that are uh, uh, grenade launcher resistant. Yes, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so then the T-1000 rides a motorcycle out of the window, takes over this helicopter. Well, M- poops, poops himself <laughs> into the helicopter. And then we have our final Mook Genius Award candidate. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't know. Also, maybe maybe a poor sap because I don't know how high they were off the ground. No one knows, but he probably lived. <laughs> I don't <laughs> he know. Probably the, just broke his legs. The, the next shot is maybe he ne- fell into a burning. <laughs> no, because he says, he, he, yeah, "Yeah, Jesus Christ, that's the one fatality." <laughs> yeah. Well, no, T one thousand says, "Get out!" and he jumps. And the next shot is a not super high off the ground. Yeah, like if you were on top of a car, you could sure. maybe jump and grab the skid. Yes, like. I'm not saying he walked away. No. I just don't think he died. No one did. Yeah, no. He's once again in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's fine. But not Arnold's fault. No, but not his fault. No, no, not Is at all. Is T-1000 learning human yeah. values? Oh, yeah. He yeah. doesn't care. Get out. Uh, so they're the last chase to the foundry, stretch of highway heading towards uh, San Pedro. Yeah. Uh, I love Sarah putting vests over windows and John under a pile so of them. So smart. Like, it's just... Yeah. I... I think maybe the worst way to ever watch a movie mm-hmm. is to judge it or as that's not what I do. Yeah, that's not sure. how I do it. I can't think of a worse way to engage with art. Yeah, but this is definitely one of those where it's like, oh, yeah. If I'm ever in a shootout, yeah. I'm gonna remember that. Now I do this. <laughs> yeah, this is what I do now. Yeah, and it, it pays off because the pile that John's under definitely takes some fire. Yes, it does. Yeah, like T1000 gets bullets inside that car, <laughs> no problem. No problem. Hundred percent. Man, that's good. That whole sequence is really impressive. Um, and then at the end of this, of Act Two of the last action sequence, yeah, Arnold 
climbs on the semi's hood to put the gun in its face and empty the clip. Oh, the, the before that, the move of slamming on the brakes to take out the, the helicopter. helicopter? Yeah. That's I mean, so that's fucking getting... awesome. And then, it's then the T-1000 finds his favorite semi-trucks. Yeah, yeah. the car versus little car. And they he get into it. a smaller truck and he gets into a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, uh, it's like the coolest version of uh, Maverick. I'll slam on the air brakes. They'll yeah. shoot right past us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Arnold's like, nah, I'm going to get a piece of them. No, no, no. <laughs> he knows he is in a fight. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. That's good. Uh, poor sap to the uh, the semi-truck driver who gets stabbed. Yeah, that's a bummer. Poor guy. Uh, but, like, yeah, th- then the end of this sequence, when Arnold does the jump onto the semi, unloads yes. the clip, and then his plan... It's just jackknife this fucking thing. Well, it's so good. awesome. Well, two things. One is that was actually Arnold. Fuck off, really? Running on the hood. That's so cool. Yeah, Cameron's like, we probably wouldn't get away with that today. I was like, you probably shouldn't have gotten away with it then. No, definitely not. I can't imagine the insurance on that. That's Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. <laughs> the height of his powers. Like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, so that was him. And he's like, yeah, I just can't tell you how good it was to have Arnold like do that. And it's like, yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, he's probably just got sick of everyone being like, yeah, Stallone got really cut for Rambo. And he's like, I'll show them. I'll jump on the hood. I'll show them all. Tangle and cash. <laughs> it didn't even make sense. Robert Patrick wasn't in that. <laughs> um, and then Nick brought it up earlier uh, when T-1000 falls off the back of the car when they're escaping the hospital. Yeah. The metal sounds like remind you he's not human. Mm-hmm. Arnold hits heavy. Yeah. Like, he 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 hits like he's a fucking cannonball. Oh, and not like a person falls falling. off and, and falls the way faster. he rolls. Yeah, yeah, he falls. Exactly. He falls faster. He doesn't hit and, like, lose mass. Yeah. Because, you know, flesh and blood's coming <laughs> off of him. Like, he's gaining speed. He hits yeah. like he's an 800-pound robot. Yeah. I love that. All right. We're in the foundry. Home stretch. <laughs> we're here. It's this This foundry. So, the future war... At the beginning, was shot at a uh, abandoned and burned down metal foundry. Okay, this was an abandoned one next to it that didn't burn down. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. So they just added sparks and then they used white paint and illuminated plastic panels for the molten metal. Oh, cool! So that's how they okay. did that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, T one thousand freezing and breaking is so fucking cool. Like effects can still be this is they yeah. can be better than this if yeah. they just did it instead of. CG. It, it's so good, and it it, it what they do like metal magnets underneath to collect yeah, the mercury. actual mercury. That's so fucking cool and dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that is so dangerous, guys. That is rough. Um, so the steel workers hit the uh, car chase alarm because it's like the third. <laughs> yeah, so car they can chase. all clear out. It's the third that car chase so that often. ended in their steel mill. Well, the the last car chase burnt it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one next door, and it was the, the and it was the side of a future war. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, but, like, the the whole, the liquid nitrogen sequence is so cool. The way he, like, slowly tears apart and, like, that first moment and he realizes of, it. like, shock where, like, he's like, yeah. oh, fuck. And he looks at his little hand. Yeah. It's a stump. <laughs> his, little, his little stumpy Stumpy. hand. Uh, like, that is so fucking cool. And then, like, yeah. And then just the location that they chose. They were just like, ah, it's temporary. You thought it'd be forever. Yeah. You thought you had him, but This is no. not how you no. defeat him. Well, ironically, if Arnold didn't shatter him, it would probably take him a long time to thaw. Yeah, yeah, that's also <laughs> true. That's actually a good point. Damn it, Arnold. Ah, oh, bud. But, I mean, I'd like to think, knowing what we know now, they would just grab shovels and start scooping, just like throwing them. <laughs> just get him in there. Just get him in there. They don't get to it all fast enough, so no. they are stalked by a three-foot-tall T-1000. <laughs> 
<laughs> I would have fucking loved that. Just a torso. Ah! It's like the it's like the tiny Joker meme. We're standing beside him on the stairs. <laughs> Short squat Robert Pat. Still intense. Still super intense. If anything, faster. Oh, he's got God, less yeah. to carry. Oh, God, but he's yeah. three and a half feet tall. <laughs> I would fucking love that. Wow. Wait that would change the whole game up. Well, <laughs> Terrifying. More terrifying, but somehow sillier. <laughs> Come um, on, I'll, I'll get you. Uh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Have you seen this boy? He works for the Lollipop Guild. Um, Say, that's a nice motorcycle. Uh, this movie does something that I think a lot of action movies have kind of lost. Is the heroes encounter the villain multiple times. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the third or fourth fight yeah. between Arnold and the T-1000. And we have that weight, and we have that knowledge, and we know both of their capabilities at this point. Yeah. And we know Arnold doesn't have a chance. Um, You know, the, again, the guys weigh something. The physics feel true. It feels attainable. And most Cameron scenes, action scenes, ha- always have this great sense of, even in True Lies, which is mostly a lark. Yeah. Have a great sense of, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it's all on display here as it's like Arnold can keep swinging, but he's outclassed. Yeah. And the T-1000 is literally pulling pieces off of him. Yeah. It's inevitable. Yeah, exactly. He can only, he can only delay it. Yeah. Just like he can only delay, you know, Judgment Day or whatever. And it's, it's so good. And um, just that, you know, I I know how the movie ends and I'm still like, how the fuck does Arnold get out of this again? (laughs) Oh, he just refuses to die. Yeah, that's it. He alternate, kills himself to alternate power, bitches. Well, it, it it does. It's a it's a great inversion. Again, this movie's all about inversions and sub, subverting your expectations. Is him losing the arm and and getting back up no matter what happens. In the first one, when he does it, you're like, this guy's unstoppable. Yeah. How the fuck are they? Gonna, he's just he doesn't care. He's a machine. And now you watch him. It's like, oh my god, he cares for them so much. Like yeah. it actually, it ironically makes him more human because yeah, it's like he's absolutely. like, I'll die for this. Yeah, you will take me out. I'll go down. You can take whatever you want from me. Mm-hmm. But these people are gonna make it. And yeah. it, it's it's the it's literally the exact same emotions. They're in a fucking factory again. He loses his arm in an industrial yeah. machine again. <laughs> but just the context now goes from kill a robot to you know the most human caring thing you know we've ever seen yeah and again that's how you end up on afi's best villains best heroes list yeah i mean it's just once again like it's what you do with a good sequel Mm -hmm. and like you just flip everything like as much as you can you subvert as much as you can while like never losing the heart of like what you're trying to go for yeah and the rules are still the same yeah you know but it's like sarah i'll never stop trying to kill you Sarah, I'll never stop trying to save John. Yeah, and it's it's nothing's changed. Just how you approach it, and it's yeah. it's it's amazing what you get from that. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to shout out to when Arnold almost bisects T one thousand with that pipe. Mm. That looks so good. It is fucking terrifying. And dude. the way it slows down as yeah. it gets to the middle, like it mm-hmm. feels mm-hmm. like he's moving matter through matter. Yeah, like, like really forcing it through, and like that whole like. This is where they Gross. got really creative with the uh, liquid metal machine fighting. Like, he gets slammed into a wall. He, he swishes. He yeah. backs and did that. Oh, so yeah. He gets punched and he f- reforms to make it so he's holding his wrist. Yeah, no, he, is, yeah he takes the punch to trap. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's so This good. is like one of the... This is a fight scene where you're like, fuck, I wish this... I wish it was like 10 years later. 
Because mm. there would have been like so much more of that, <laughs> of like using like like. It's but but like, would it have been too much? Well, that's the other thing. I don't know. I don't know. But you know, I mean, it feels like that it was like they had a lot of these cool ideas, but they were limited by budget and like time, probably, and and like in terms of like. But maybe you. I think it might be for the best because there's like maybe. A, there's a yeah. great moment. There's a great moment where in the hospital, where he's the ginger security guard. Yeah, and he looks up at the numbers and we follow him. And then when the camera cuts back, he's Robert Patrick. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like again, 10 years later, we would have seen him change again and it would have been too much. Yeah. Is but it too, you yeah. know, but it's like, you do this and you're like, Oh fuck, mm-hmm. he's back. Like we don't see him change and like, Oh, he's coming back. It's like shit. Yeah. And it's, um, I mean, you know, intellectually we know who it is, but you know, I kind of wonder, you know, if that having to be creative was best for them. Maybe now that he has yeah. unlimited money, it's blue cat people. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen what what he does when he like has unlimited funds and like ability. So like, yeah, it's interesting. But but also, yeah, maybe it also works in this favor because it really feels like this fight escalated again because now you're really seeing like how he how he can like fuck you up in like a hand to hand combat. Yeah. It it doesn't have to pull out all the stops. Yeah. That's how much more powerful it Mm -hmm. is, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I, did you guys see dark fate? No, I actually didn't see it. No, No. but I had heard it was pretty good. I I was going to watch it for this and then I got caught up watching Kung Fu movies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. Um, I I haven't seen it, but like I, I basically, I got the, did you see it? No. I assume I I heard that it was good, but no one went to see it because they made a decade of shit movies. (laughs) Well, well, my problem was, is it came out and I was booked up for two weekends yeah and then oh yeah it, left it came theaters. out at a terrible well it, it was only in theaters for like two weeks yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah it's a bummer I, I mean like yeah like i said it, it it you can it's it sounds like they did some course correcting and it ended up solid but also like you can't make a decade of shit yeah and, you like, gave me three like, pretty not great ones. yeah you broke the audience yeah so like of course they didn't show up for this <laughs> one like sorry you you you, you only get so many tries <laughs> Fool me once. Yeah, fool me four times. <laughs> Shame on me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe if Cameron actually directed it, people would have. I think, uh, yeah, it was probably not enough for him to just be like, as a, if he would have a little more involved, yeah, you're probably right. It, it would have been a, a huge, huge It would have been deal. an event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, hey, he's not making an avatar. Yeah. Which, you have time. He's one of the few directors, like him, Spielberg, like, yeah, Scorsese. Like, <laughs> there there are less and less directors that, like, that the fact that they're making the movie is the spectacle, as opposed to, like, what the franchise is. Because now it's, like, the new Fast and Furious is coming out. Granted, stoked as Justin Lin. I didn't even know that until you just said it. Yeah, but like, but yeah, but it's not a big deal. It's not about Justin Lin doing it. It's about the new entry in the franchise, which is kind of a bummer. But yeah, it would have been a way bigger deal because he's one of the few guys that it's still like spectacle that it's a James Cameron film. I don't even mind that he wants to spend all his time on Pandora. Sure. If he could just take four hours to approve the HD cuts of True Lies and The Abyss (laughs) so I can fucking buy them in HD... Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, I'd like that. It takes you six hours to get to the bottom of the ocean. Just have those on a screen. Yeah, just watch them. Just it's fine. <sighs> You're an autopilot. Come on, man. Not a big deal. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Uh, I know why you cry. Yes. The thumbs up, how do we feel about that? Does it work for you? Does Do they earn it? 
I mean. I think if he would have had I a couple more dad jokes. It feels yeah. like cool dad. He gets the Asta La Vista, which yeah. is great. Hits us Iconic. That works. That's like definitely earned. Also classic Arnold. Mm-hmm. So like the, a given. But yeah, the thumbs up is like, maybe it is a bit much. A little I, bit. I mean, it, you like it just for... I can't remember. Was it Spaced or Shaun of the Dead? Where Simon Pegg's like trying to prove that he has emotions. He's like, yeah. I cried like a baby yeah. in the turn of the thumb. Like everything before that, like John, his voice breaking as he's yeah. like, don't go. And he's like, I have to go, John. John, yeah. I have to go. It's yeah. like, that's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And then the handshake between him and Sarah is good. Absolutely. Totally works. Um, but, you know, you kind of wonder if they, they kind of gilded the lily. With the thumbs up, it's a little. It does catch on fire. <laughs> yeah, but what we're like, it's like a. <laughs> yeah, it undercuts a little bit the the like emotion of the whole scene before it a little bit. It's not the worst thing you could do. It's a weird decision. Mm-hmm. I it, I don't know. Is it like a last opportunity for like an Arnold snarkiness? I don't know I don't if know. it's that. I think it, they were like it'd be weird if he didn't do anything. But it's like, is he going to like, bye-bye? Like, is yeah, he like, yeah, yeah, wait, it's probably yeah. the only thing that like, looks remotely okay. Baby. You don't want him like writhing in pain or clawing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah. if it's motionless, then it just like, oh, by oh the no, way, you need some emotion. The T-1000 melting is oh, awesome. Horrific. Horrifying. The sounds <laughs> that it's making, I hate and it. And in rehatching all the forms he's taken. Also, just... not to be horny again, you see a little bit of a boob there. <laughs> Dude. Just saying, a little bit of a melted. It's you know, it doesn't have a nipple, obviously, or anything like that. But you can see a little bit of boob there. We got it. We're back. I rewound it. <laughs> I like how you're the one. Before we got into it, you were like, "We're we're just way too horny on these podcasts." Me <laughs> <laughs> and are. Nick are trying to behave. <laughs> but I would be remiss if I didn't <laughs> point it out. Because it started very innocently because I was like, oh, I should go back and see what all the characters he turns into. Very and innocent. Then I was yes. like, and I was like, oh, you see a metal boob. <laughs> Briefly. You'd miss it. <laughs> you miss it if you're not going frame by frame like I go. Step frame by frame. Looking for it. Robert Patrick dick. Absolutely. <laughs> metal yeah. boobs. Hey, here's a fun fact I learned about Robert Patrick. He's the older brother of... <laughs> The lead singer of the band Filter. No, he's not. Yes, he what? Is. No, he's not. Shut up. <laughs> oh, so I, here's another thing. If this movie had been shot ten years later, would take a picture it. would have been the end credit song. <laughs> it really, it really would have only worked for the end of the first one. That kid, actually that kid right. literally takes her picture. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. So Sarah narration comes back in one more time. Yeah. yeah. It's a very fast ending. Like, there's like... Well, have, you, road, have you guys heard of the original ending? No. no. What is it? They shot it. You can watch it on YouTube. It's I'll on all the discs. It it's Sarah is wearing not great aging makeup, and she's in a park, and it's beautiful and green. Yeah. And she's watching grown-up John play with her granddaughter. Ah. And she basically says that he grows up. He goes, we stop Judgment Day. Yeah. John becomes a senator. His weapons are now common sense and hope. <laughs> and it is such like a a, a candy-coated 
it it looks like the world that Jet Li ends up in at the end of the one. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's how nice and clean and perfect yeah. everything yeah. is. Okay. And then that's how it ends is. Okay. And I think they also did a version where he is like giving uh, a speech on like Capitol Hill. And Weird. she's like, we, we stopped it. It's a bit much. Well, here's the thing is if you don't do that, we don't have the bad ones. Yes. That's <laughs> the, a, yeah. The Terminator movies just end well, up. Well, that two. was my yeah. other thought that I was going to be like, I mean, like maybe cause clearly they like maybe once again, this is like a studio note. They were like, we don't want like a firm ending. Cause obviously okay. this is a huge franchise, but yeah, if they would have just been like, everything's fine. Maybe we would have avoided yeah. like salvation and Genesis, Genesis, all that shit. Jenny size rise of the machines. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I just want to shout out to Sarah shaking Arnold's hand. That's something mm-hmm. the other movies miss. The nihilism is obvious. Yeah. Um, I think the audiences need that hope mm-hmm. such as it is, even as this one ends. Yeah. But that concludes Terminator two. Oh, Judgment Day. we did it. We're back. And we'll be back. And we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've got some stuff coming. Uh, we're trying to do some different stuff. Look for that. And um, All very vague. All very all nebulous. Very, yes. But there will be content. Yes. Threats. That's content. Threats we promise content. content. We're back. And we're better than ever. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we'll resurrect, obviously. The, the, the Twitter's still going. So, at Action Climax. Yes. Action yep. underscore climax. Mm. I don't know, guys. We didn't look this up again. <laughs> we Shit, didn't, man. We're, we're this left. is a secret. We're recording in secret. You won't even know about this. We're like six we months. In the we, we were supposed to do this three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know it was happening. Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you. And uh, we'll see you again for our next episode of Climax. Hasta yeah! luego. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>